Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. And a frying pan, Funky Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're back for real this time. For real. Yeah, for real. We're not in a Mazda. No, no. All right, guys, look. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast. This is episode 71. We said last week was 71. It wasn't a very good episode, Phil. <laughs> well, well, we should let them decide, right? It's going to have to be a... It's just going to be a short one. We're going to have to... It's just going to take some more editing. Uh, okay, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, last week we attempted to do something different. We went on a field trip to Aquarian, which we will get into. Um... It was a fun trip. It was a great thing. It was all good. But the episode wasn't very good. It was, it was just like, it's not our best. We want to give you your, our best. There's a lot of dead air. There's a lot of dead air. There's a lot of just random shenanigans of just us talking like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, like stuff you can't see because you're listening. It'll, so, be, it'll be good. It's just going to take some more. Editing. Yeah. We're still going to put this episode out, but we're going to put it out as a bonus episode. So every time I say episode 71... <clears throat> Um, you just ignore it and just be like, yeah, bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is the real episode 71. Uh, it's going to be a great episode, right, Phil? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm Corey Kingston. That's funky Phil. As you guys know, we have a great show ahead of us. Like I mentioned, we do have a guest. Yes. He's one of the top country Western and like rock Country rock? What do they call this music these days? I don't know. It's like country rock. It's pop. Yeah, rock, it's like country. mainstream. I'm talking mainstream people. Big mainstream time. country. He plays drums for Luke Combs. It's Jake Summers. Oh boy! You like Jake? Jake's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we have been laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. We've been laughing at that this whole week. You like Jake? Jake's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake is coming on soon. Uh, we're we're happy to have him on. I don't know if we've had a like a top level country uh, drummer on. Obviously, he's not just a country drummer. He plays with he plays like a bunch of different styles. But um, most noteworthy is he's playing with Luke Combs in stadiums, huge stadiums, like selling out stadiums and arenas, and like this dude's doing it for real. Mm hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna learn all about him and what it takes to be a top level Nashville living country drummer. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that, Phil. Remember? Yeah, didn't wearing, play arenas. You're but... wearing boots right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. You know what? Mark my words. There will be a day. I wonder if he plays drums in boots. Dang, that don't impress me much. Does, does Shane? You know Shane Dolly? No, I think. I feel like he might play drums and boots sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I've played in Doc Martens. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm straight up. You're super punk. I'm very, very punk rock. You've got a mohawk right now. <laughs> yeah, and cowboy boots. Mark my words, I will wear cowboy boots one day. The world's not ready yet, Phil. Is there such a thing as country punk? I might have to start like that. country western, but punk. Oh man, I might have met the girl that is that. She was wearing cowboy boots. She had face tattoos. Um, really? Yeah, she was pretty gnarly, but the nicest girl ever. Nice. Uh, okay. Anyways, 
Let's get into it sooner than later. But first, let me just tell you about the Drum Brigade and the Drum Brigade podcast. You can listen to this podcast on all the platforms you get your podcasts on, Funky Phil. Yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public, and DrumBrigade.com. Yeah. All the things. Um, we have some great products available to you. Great products. Amazing. We are both wearing t-shirts right now that are... People, like... People don't realize, Funky <laughs> Phil, how dope these shirts are, Okay. Um, I'm about to order some more for myself. I'm my best customer, okay? <laughs> I am our best customer. I gotta order some more, too. Dude, they're so I'm like different dope. colors. Yeah, me too. You get any color of the rainbow. Any color. Any. We can make custom ones for you, too, if you I want. I want some socks, too. All right. You can do that. Revolution Drum, Funky Phil. Revolution Drum. RevoDrum.com. Did you know that they make forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation? Yeah. They definitely do. Check them out, RevoDrum.com. Thanks for RevoDrum Revolution coming on board with us, sponsoring the Drum Brigade podcast. Uh, other than that, Funky Phil and I have websites, CoreyKingston.com, K-O-R-E-Y, Phil Pardell, P-A-R-D-E-L-L.com. Uh, you know, a day in the life of a drummer. I'm very proud of that. It takes a lot of work. I really wish people could listen or watch that stuff because it is a look inside of my life and what I do on a daily. So, you know, go on YouTube. Some of them are on IGTV and just watch for yourself. Entertain yourself. Yeah. Funky Phil has lessons. We were talking about our bios this morning, reading each other's bios. <laughs> mine's like, mine's a little long winded and tells a story, but anyways, it's in depth. It's in depth. Yeah. And then Funky Phil's is it's to the point. It's very good. It's to the point. I'm in your bio. You're crazy. in my bio. Yeah, I'm crazy. not in your bio. I should actually say that you're in my bio. <laughs> Host the Drum Brigade podcast with Funky Phil Pardo. Why don't I do that and have a link to your website? I'm we a should, nobody. You no, know, we should. We should. We should help each other out. You went to school, Phil. I didn't go to school. I, I did, just. I did get a piece of paper. I got like all my accomplishments. Just who knows how, dude? Who knows? And they're not many accomplishments. Let's not get crazy. I'm no Jake. Ryan or no Jake Summers. There it is. Jake Ryan is from 16 Candles. <laughs> Jake's my boy. <laughs> All right. Anyways, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of it. And uh, me and Funky Phil are going to get into it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm clipping again. What can I do? I'm just, I got a loud voice. Right? Hmm, sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm like... <laughs> Funky Phil. Yeah. How was you? How's it going? How's your week? It was splendid. Okay, let's... Hold on. Hold it right there, Phil. Jeez, what? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Aquarian. First uh, things first. Because uh, if uh, I start uh, talking about uh, my week, it's a soapbox, it's a snowball, okay? Yeah, it's I true. I don't want to get on that. It is true. Let's just talk about Aquarian first. Okay. You outfitted your whole kit with modern vintage and then the, what is it called? Low two or something? Hmm? What's the low toms? You got modern vintage on the rack toms. So they're all have the vintage coating. Yes. It's actually, I have like, right now my heads are like the same 
setup as yours they just have a modern, modern vintage, vintage coating instead of the normal texture coated so, so got, what you what you mean I've got by the that? two ply yeah. on my rack toms yes and then the Wait. floor toms i've got the deep vintage which is deep vintage a, a thicker it. two ply it's two 10 mils like it's the same same setup yeah so i got i have the response twos on the rack toms and then i have the force tens on the floor toms so yeah. i got the lower two 10 mil um ply heads on my floor toms yeah 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 it's a good it's a good combo right i'm digging it yeah I, are they jazzy or are they like no they sound I mean, tony williams ish no i mean you can tune them up and make them sound like that gosh too. i want to hear them so bad i like them so far i think um i don't know i feel like sometimes aquarian heads uh they take like a few gigs to settle mm-hmm. and get and like you know what i mean like yeah. settle into their their tone yeah, yeah, but they seat on your on your drums, like and yeah. Like when this, I when you first put them on, they're so fresh. They know but, this is home. This yeah. is where I belong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I spent a whole day, I'd, or half a day. I just like went bananas and oh, swapped man. out all my heads, and I tried because I got a bunch of kick heads too. Oh, so I wanted yeah. to try some different options out, so I tried swapping out all my kick heads, and um, yeah, dude, they sound. They sound so good. I, I, I did a gig. I did a wedding with with them with all the new heads on, and Dang. I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what kick drum head did you go with? That's like okay, this is the one for wedding land. Well, it wasn't my favorite, but I felt like it's appropriate for live, um, for li- the live situation with the mic and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with the um, the deep vintage super kick. Ooh. So, so wait, they made they took a deep vintage head and they made it like a super kick. They put the muffling on it. Yeah, I mean it's like a super kick ten, but with with modern the modern vintage, vintage coating on oh it. Oh my basically. goodness, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, so it's like the double Wait, is that what I got? Yeah, it's the two oh. ply ten mil super kick, but it's rather than the normal coated, it's the vintage coated. I which see. has a little bit of a different tone to it, but I like it. That is I, I want to play your drums so bad. I just want to know what those modern vintage sound like. You and know, I did, uses I did, that. I did the single ply on the snare, which really? I friggin' love. It sounds so good. Wait, what's that? That's a modern vintage too. Yeah. So the modern vintage is single ply. Yeah. Well, okay. So modern vintage, I think, is is basically their vintage head series that's for modern drum sets because they have a different one that's called American Vintage, oh. which is the hoops are a little bigger for mm-hmm. vintage drums. Because I don't know if you've ever had like an old, like Ludwig or Slingerland or something. And sometimes the shells are a little bit big. Mm-hmm. They're bigger than like they're wider than a lot of modern drums. So you, it can be hard to get modern drum heads on yeah, some of the older sit, drums. Right. So they make the American vintage for that situation. But, I see. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. So I ended up with I used the Super Kick. Um, Modern, vin- you know, the deep vintage super kick mm-hmm. for the gig, and it sounded great. But my favorite, I tried out. I got those Force One kick heads. Oh yeah, which is a single ply head coated, and it's got like a um a, v- a vented muffling layer around the the edge of of like drum head. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like kind of like a, a second ply of drum head just for the inner layer underneath. Yeah. Just for like a couple inches of it, you know, around the edge. 
that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's hard to. I'm trying to describe. I know what I'm you probably mean, not yeah. doing the best job, <laughs> but I got two of those. One to try as a batter and one as a rezo if I want a close. Then it won't kick. have a, a vessel logo. Yeah, well, I could always get a. a I could always get sticker. yeah a sticker or a, you know, but um, dude, those sound so good. Yeah, I want. I wish, but I feel like I want to. They sound so good. I want to save them for special. Special circumstances. You know that you're endorsed by Aquarian, right? You just get another one whenever you want. Yeah, but I'm like it's it's like <clears throat> that sound that I want to have when I'm when I'm recording. Dude, you got to run you those. Know? That's your sound. Run it. They sound so good. I tried it with the force with a ported because I've got that. I've got like a ported head that's actually a super kick with a port in it. Yeah, on the front, and that with the full force head. Or the Force One sounded so good. Dang it, Phil! It's like punchy and resonant. <sighs> it's like perfect. But and then I tried it with a blanket in there with the closed with the Force One on the other side yeah. too, and that sounds almost better. It's like more. Oh my gosh! It's got more like resonance. You know, you gotta got to run that, dude. Because if you need a new one, you just get a new one. That's true. I might have to. That's your sound, dude. Don't run something that's not your sound because. You're in, you're an Aquarian artist. You want people to go, dude. What are those heads on your kick drum? I mean, I still like the, I still like the way it sounds. I like this um, modern vintage super kick more than the normal super kick too. Yeah, it it still sounds great, and it it works great for live because you know it's not. Yeah, you don't get the gongy thing going on with the subs. Well. As you can see, I still have head boxes just sitting right behind you. Like You didn't put them on? No. Well, okay, so... Okay, first of all, uh, you should have done what I did. You're still going about this like you're buying your heads from Guitar Center, and you just have to buy them and see if they work. And if they work, great. But if they suck, well, shoot. When you could just bring your kick drum there and be like, hey, I've been wanting to try this combo and try it right then and there. And if it sucks, they'll just put it back up on the shelf. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll bring some. Yeah. So that's what I did with my snare drum. And we were, we did this whole episode on me, like the bonus episode that you guys haven't heard yet. Me trying to find the right head for my snare. Okay. Well, I, in the, in the Aquarian warehouse, I went with the deep vintage on this, this spawn 40 ply maple snare, 10 lug 40 ply. 40 ply. Yes, that's right. It's basically a two by four in a circle. <laughs> and like, that's exactly what it sounds like. So I put that head on. I went straight to a gig at tin roof. Could not get that snare to go to work. Right. It was like, really? it was, it just was not happening. Oh, man, you were so happy with it. I know. And so once I started playing it, dude, I was in between songs. I was tuning it up and this then was, tuning it down. This and, was with the deep vintage yes to the two ply 10 mil yeah vintage coating it was not working out i could not it was just one it's weird when that situation happens when you're like this should work and then you're playing it and you're like this snare sucks and you what? just cannot get it out of your head that it's not working what was the what what did you not like about it on it was, stage it was not the right head it was too it was too like deep and it just wasn't cutting through Mm. And it was too loud and too high pitched, but then it it was not high pitched. It was too like low pitched. It just was not working out. It's not uh -huh. the right head for that snare. It sounded too much like 
a two by four. It literally sounded like I was hitting a piece of wood. There was no. Oh yeah. Cause like, the shell's already pretty dead. Yeah. Right? So it just sucked all the life out of that whole snare. So we did our rehearsal and then I was like, are we done? I got to switch this head. Boom. Pulled out the revolution firefly, switched it in super like in lightning speed. I need motion. to get one of those. Yeah. That's it's dope in a bind, man. Anyways, Pulled that snare off, put the modern vintage, the the two two ply, but they're it's thinner. It's not too five. It's, like it's two seven mil, I think. Right, one five one seven, I think. That's, I think that's a super two, isn't size. it? I think it's two seven plies. Okay, well, or it's seven mils. I put that I put that modern vintage on there, and that thing sounded dope. It sounded like dope. Like dope. It really, really worked. It sounded exactly like I wanted it to sound like. Nice. So it's funny how that, uh, like a lot of, so much about the way a drum sounds like is affected by the room. Yeah. Like you were trying these heads out in a giant open warehouse. It sounded great. So it had a different, yeah, with a carpet on the floor. Right. So that's one sound but then when you get on stage it's totally different well one of the things that happened when we were there is he went to just go like get rid of that the the modern vintage and we were going to leave the the um the whatever the other one is deep vintage on and i was like no i want the modern vintage too so just like let's just leave that one in the snare case and then i'm so glad i trusted my instinct and went with that (laughs) because it worked out much better on that gig. So now I'm going to try to put the deep vintage on my other masters of maple snare. That's really high pitched. Ooh, because I'm, I've been having a lot of trouble finding the right snare sound or the right head for that snare. Um, and I use that snare more than anything, anything, but then I stopped using that snare because I want to use some of my other snares, but I really love the way that one looks and I really love the way it sounds sometimes, but it's a little bit too much. It's like you want that high pitch crack, like you want a really tight sounding snare, that's the one. But yeah. it's a little bit too like pingy, if that makes sense. So that deep vintage might be the the ticket. That might be perfect. Yeah. Uh and then I still haven't put on my kick drum heads because I need to get that kick drum cut down. What kick heads did you get? I got the same, I think deep vintage. Maybe I got modern vintage. I don't remember. <laughs> you get a super kick? No. I uh, It has the felt, but like a strip. Oh, the strip. You have the yeah. Rezzo one? I think. I got, I got, I think I got deep vintage for the batter head, and then I got the modern vintage for the Rezzo head. Mm. I don't know. And then I got another uh, something, maybe deep vintage or modern vintage for that volcano snare. I'll probably never oh. use that stupid thing. But might as well have a good head on it because it has an old head, from, probably from Warp Tour 2008, still on that, like 12 years ago, still Dang. sitting on there. So, yeah, some of these snares, I mean, almost all my snares have Aquarian heads on them now because I, de- I just never use them. Like that that John Robinson snare has an Evans head on it. Um, that's because I don't use that snare because I'm still missing that lug. Mm. And then the spawn he- head, who knows, that that swiss cheese snare who cares about that snare i'll never play that dumb thing <laughs> thing is terrible um so anyways yeah we got our we got our kits outfitted dude aquarian's so dope it was that was a fun that was a fun hang with those guys that was um it was so mellow in there dude i'm not used to it being that mellow it was like quiet well they this were was, having uh, meetings this was my first time there so i wouldn't yeah. know but it was very chill if you guys don't know chris brady that dude is like 
he's a good dude. <laughs> he's yeah. funny. Like you could totally like we went in there and just totally we just screw around the whole time. I, they're like trying to run business. We're sitting at his desk. Like I'm writing fart on his like board that they write like ideas on. <laughs> like I'm just, it's just like, we're just kids, dude. We should probably oh. be a little bit more serious. No wonder that like, we can't get these companies to like sponsor our show. Cause they're like, we're just in there acting like little children. <laughs> we are a little bit more serious than like what people think though. Like, but we, we have to keep it light, you know, like I just don't want to be those guys. Like, I don't want to be those guys that call Chris, like whenever we need something and we're like, we, we send an email like, Hey Chris, hope all is well. Hey, um, you know, just wanted to get a few things. It's like, I want to go and hang out there and laugh, you know, yeah. and talk about dumb stuff. You know, he, he was like so chill. He was like showing us rudiments that he made up, you know, like the flag beater, the flag beater. Yeah. It's like an egg beater with a flam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also a very good drummer. That dude. He is. It like has gotten tons and tons of pointers and stuff from, um, um, Why am I Roy, Roy Burns. Burns? Roy Burns. Yeah, I was like, why am I drawing a blank? Um, yeah. Anyways, it was a great. It was a great hang. Good. Good time. Good time. Uh, well, no time like the present, Phil. Let's just do this. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Drum Brigade Podcast Episode Seventy One. <laughs> this. Soapbox is brought to you by us, the Drum Brigade. Go yeah. check out our merch store if you know what's good for you. Got it? Okay, okay. Phil, I played at Viejas this weekend. <laughs> <sighs> now I know. <laughs> You're already laughing. Now I thoroughly know. Lobby bar, right? Lobby bar. Oh, yeah. Now did, I you, know. You sent me a picture uh, just of these sweet primo primo Elisa's drums, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit it enough. It's not loud enough. <laughs> the absolute freaking worst things in the world. The worst drums in the world. How many toms are they down to now? There's three toms. Oh, they said they have three toms now. Okay. Okay. For a while, here's what I will like say. Two. I f- I should have sent you a picture of the throne. First of all, let's oh, start with the throne, dude. Man, I wish you told me you were going there. <laughs> I would give you some pointers. I always bring my own. I throne. always bring my own throne, no matter what. So thankfully, I I had my throne. I brought my. I've been bringing my own kick trigger, even. <laughs> well, listen to this. They got a new kick trigger. They got the Roland V drum kick trigger. What? And it. That thing worked great. Not one misfire at all. Oh, that was wonderful. That's good to know. Now I won't bring mine next time. Oh, man. That kick pedal's dope. Because I was complaining to them last time. I was like, this thing's broken. I had to bring my own. They don't care. First of all, that guy, Roy. Yeah. I should have said Schmoy. Schmoy. <laughs> Anyways, I don't care if you know his name. That guy's the biggest a-hole you've ever met in your life. Dang. He is not cool, dude. I'm not sure which one that He's is. He's the old guy. He's the stage manager. He has a oh. ponytail now. Huh. Dude, that guy has never been cool ever. No. He wasn't actually that bad this week. He was, but he is not cool. He's like the 
casino's stage manager. So he does all the stage and he just like kind of mopes around and, but he's, I've, I've over the years, dude, that I've, I've played, I haven't been at Vegas in a long time, but over the years, that guy has been a huge issue for me. <laughs> and I never, I never, fortunately I never have to like deal with him. He was actually very nice. I, I needed a tool for the kick pedal and he ran and got me one. And so I have no complaints about him this time, but that guy has been a big jerk over the years. Huge. Anyways, this ain't about him. Yeah. This is about those stupid drums. Phil, how could they, as decent people in this world, how could they, how could they possibly make us play these drums? That's like so extremely unprofessional. <laughs> it's basically like, here's some toys, you professional drummer. Here's some toys. Now do what you do. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty terrible. You can't play like, you can't be you. Did you try putting like, because they have like sampled they have like your symbol sample of the special dry. In, no, I would have it, loved to know that. Let it, me start with this. I show up. I'm like, oh boy, here's what Phil. They can't, they don't look like they would be that bad. It's like mesh heads. They're like, <laughs> that's their trick. They have all the outputs. They have like all the stats that look yeah. comparable to V drums on paper, oh, no, no, but no. they are not. So I'm like, this is where I should have known, dude. This is where I should have known. The sound guy, which, by the way, I don't remember. His name is like Shmonathan or something. Nice guy. Nice guy. But um, you ever seen uh, Not Men in Black, but what's the other Will Smith movie where, they're, where they blow up the White House? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, oh, man. It's an alien movie. Gosh, why can't oh, I think? Oh, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Okay. You know... On Independence Day, the scientist, he Welcome has a ponytail. <laughs> he has he has a ponytail uh-huh. and then the thing wraps around its neck and then like the alien wraps around its neck and then he uses him to talk and he's like whispering. He's like <laughs> he's like, Why did you come to Earth? And then he's like, To die. You die or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. Shmonathan. <laughs> Shmonathan is that guy, dude. He is so that scientist. I was like, who does this guy remind me of? And it is him. Like, before the alien wraps it around his neck and talks for him, he's like, yeah, man, you're not going to believe it. Like, what we, we've had, he works at Area oh, 51. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, we've had these things for years or whatever. Like, and he's just kind of like, yeah, man. Okay, that is Shmonathan, the sound guy. That is him, dude. I swear it might even be that actor. <laughs> Uh, that guy comes up to me. The first thing he's like, hey, Corey, nice to meet you, man. Oh, man I'm, I'm Shmonathan. And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, man. He's like, hey, listen, man. He's like, you're not going to like these drums. <laughs> right out of the right gate. Right out of the gate. These are not good drums. <laughs> these are not good drums. Well, at least they, they don't have like, they're not like, you know. They're not tricking themselves yeah. about it. They're... He's like, first of all, you come up and say that. You're like, he's like, you know, a lot of the drummers complain about these, man. They false trigger and, and you know, and so I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. You're probably going to have a problem with the drums. I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> we're starting off with that. Okay, dude, I sit down. I put my in-ears in. I hit the ride symbol. The ride is a kick. 
No. It's not even a ride. It's like boom. It's like an 808 kick. I'm like, what am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> then I hit the snare. It's side sticking. Like they just plugged the wrong cables. So in. I'm like unplugging stuff. Oh. I'm like plugging it in. I'm like, this is not gonna work. Schmonathan is like. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. We're just gonna have to make do with it. And I'm like, I can't play this. This is a this, this isn't a snare. This is like a side stick. It's like click click every oh, yeah. time I hit the snare. And then I'm like, this ride is a kick. He's like, I'm like, do you hear that? He doesn't have in ears in. And he's like, yeah, man. I don't really, I don't know really know what to tell you. I'm, I don't know what to do. He's with like, these. he's like, do you do you know how to adjust this? And I'm like, I don't. You're the sound guy. I don't know. Oh, man. See, I've become a, like an expert on how to manipulate those because of doing so many gigs. Well, it turns them. out that I just needed to find another kit. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. well, there's stickers. Do not mess with the drums. Do not change the drums or whatever, you know? There is? Yeah. And what? so I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play this kit. No way. No how. So I find like this funky, like, like I forget what it was called, funky style or something. But every time you hit a ride or every time you hit a cymbal, it's like, and I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, this is a nightmare. So I find the gospel drum set. Oh, yeah. Uh, that got me through the night. Ride does not work. It, it triggers one out of like eight times. Oh, did they actually have the actual ride? Uh, pad up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I switch. I always switch a crash over and use a crash. Oh, that's why. Because the ride pad doesn't work for S. I don't even uh, touch that one. Well, the but the the crashes only have one input. It should still be. It's a. I think so it's it still only has, one sound. It has a bell and a and a body. Uh, okay. I think. Well, I should have done that. So as soon as I got there, I took the, the ride was on the back, like you can't really use it, and I yeah. moved it to the ride position. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, the whole night I didn't use. Yeah, the ride. I moved it over there because it's it's broken. Okay, so then you start trying to move <laughs> stuff into place. Okay, the 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 crash all the way on your right, the crash oh, is like in. So it's in the leg of the rack. You know how the, <laughs> these electronic drums. So the boom stand isn't it long enough to get into position. And then it's stripped, so you're not getting it tight enough. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to live with that right there. They've got, like, gaff tape around some of the boom yeah. arms because yes. they just slip. Okay, well, then the other crash, the crash that's directly in front of you, that would be over the rack, Tom. Yeah. I tried to use the boom stand of that completely stripped. It's spinning around. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's too far. I guess I'm going to have to live with that. It's, like, way too far. I kept missing it all night. <laughs> Then there's an there's another crash. Like they need another trigger to just mess everything up. That one is over the hi hat. Like yeah, uh, like directly over. Like you have to try to not hit the hi hat rod. Yes, it sticks. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And like, why would it be there? Like, wouldn't? But you can't move anything. It's it's all like that's in the other leg. So that's just where everything is where it's going to be. It's, it's either, just where it's, it's going to be. It's either broken or they have the cable wrapped around it so yeah. tight you can't do anything. Yeah. So it was so bad, dude. I I, go, I tell the guy. And by the way, I'm playing with the Youngblood band. The okay. like, the the sex machine just ain't that effing fast. It just ain't that. I'm playing oh. with that band. So now I'm already like having anxiety like. First of all, they're going to yell at me for something, oh and then gosh. I have to play these stupid drums, and like they're going to be like, "Man, why are you messing up so much? You know, you young bloods just want to play all these extra notes." It ain't. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I'm like, guys, 
<clears throat> this ain't this like I I gotta be I gotta be clear with you guys right now. Like I'm not gonna be able to play like me. I'm like I'm playing the worst drums uh. you could possibly. And they're like. They're like, listen, man, we we already know. We already know. You don't have to worry. We already know. I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you, be aware that this is like, you're going to hear extra stuff. You're going to hear me missing stuff. It ain't me. Oh. First song, drum solo. No. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? I've never played a drum solo with this band in my life. We're <laughs> We're playing Chameleon or something. Soloing on those is pretty rough. Dude. It's like just nonstop things don't happen when they're supposed to. No. Yeah. And then everything sounds terrible. Dude, here's here's what sums up these drums. Oh, man. Things don't happen when you want them to. And then the things that you do want to happen, like if you're playing ghost notes, those are louder than the actual notes. Yeah. And then if you want to play regular notes, those aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. So your ghost notes are just like way over the po- overpowered, and they're not in the exact place that you play them. And then, like I try to do like a six stroke roll, like like Motown style drum fill. Yeah, it was like <laughs> and like it like missed it like completely missed the accents, but it hit all the like the diddles. I'm like what? I'm like shaking my head, and the guitar player is looking at me like laughing. <laughs> Like he's like he stops playing, pretends to like play like what I just played, and I'm just like, like palm on my forehead, like you've got to be kidding me. You're not doing anything remotely like that, dude. Oh my god! You have to like, dude. It takes pure concentration to find the sweet spot on the snare, yeah, just to get it to fire on like two and four. Uh huh. And if and believe me, it's like probably 30% of the time it doesn't even catch. Yep. It misses. Made you made you like really appreciate Paula's drums. Right? Man, I'm telling you. Now I <laughs> you remember the arguments that I would get into with you like nothing could be worse than Paula. Bro, any day of the week I will play. I was thinking while I was playing, I just wish I had Paula's drums right now. Oh man. <sighs> when I got your text with that, I just was like cheering. I was like, "Finally." <laughs> He gets to experience it. I go, I go like when the the dude was helping me to find like the right setting. I go honestly, man. I said these are the absolute worst drums you could get, and man. he's like, "I know, man, Schmonathan. I know, man. I've been trying to get him to get new ones, man, but they just they just won't do it." I'm like, "This is worst case scenario. I'm telling you, oh man." And he's I wish like, he told I know. me. I've got a custom. I've got a couple custom kits in the preset. Really. Oh, but I would have just scrolled through a couple. Of, I, I think I have like three, but I only ever use one of them. I can I forget which which one it is, but yeah, um, yeah, it's got like a clap on the rim and a oh, cowbell man. on another rim. Well, the thing I've got is, your ride symbol. Nice. It doesn't sound like real, but yeah, it's one of the I know better that for sounding next time. ones. But the the thing that I did like, so that's what's funny is maybe it's because I was like drinking coffee during that gig, um, and so I was like all like hyper and like positive yeah i was not happy but Mm. i was just like whatever um i did start noticing that there's on the gospel setup there's like these like stacks Uh on the rims so i was able to play like a bunch of and those for some reason trigger like with the best of them because no one hits the rims (laughs) oh well sometimes they would trigger a, a tom but it still sounded okay yeah and um so those were cool and then i noticed that you can depending on where you hit the symbol and sometimes it doesn't matter where you hit the symbol but some it changes the symbol sound so it's like oh, a china yeah. on the back end of the symbol and then a crash on the front end of the symbol uh, 
but then the symbols are turning because all the freaking stands are stripped out. So sometimes you'll hit it thinking you're hitting the front, and it's actually the back of the symbol. Uh. Hi-hat? Let's not even talk about the stupid (laughs) hi-hat, okay? Let's not even talk about it. Unbelievable. That's so bad. Dude, that kick pedal, though. It's the like new DW5000. Without the heel. Without the heel. That is like, I was playing it like, I kind of want one of these. It's kind of cool, especially if you have uh, dress shoes on. Because mm, your heel is... Yeah, it'll be like feel like normal, but I feel like whenever I have <clears throat> dress shoes on on a normal DW, because their heel plate's kind of big. Yeah. My f- foot's always weird. I feel like I want to get... I, nothing's better than the D- DW9000 pedal to me. I know it's big and bulky and a lot of people don't like it, but nothing feels more balanced than that. Those are pretty smooth. But I feel like... I want one of those, and then I want one of those 5,000 pedals as a backup. That 5,000 pedal. Maybe I just want the 5,000 pedal, but I've never really liked the 5,000 or the 2,000 or any of those DW. They work, but they don't work as good as the 9,000. They feel kind of heavy to me always. Yeah. Um, I have transitioned in my, my kick drum world to I liked my kick drum beater to be very light and the spring to not be very tight. And I've completely transformed to heavy. I use a low boy beater now. And and then spring is really tight. And yeah. it is it's changed the game for me. Um it's right on the border of noticeably like, wait, maybe my spring's a little too tight. And I'm like, uh 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 leave it leave it alone because by the end of the night you'll be comfortable with it. Yeah. Um and so yeah, but I've been using the stinking Iron Cobra pedals for years now. Those years. are good. I like those. They're good, but they're still not as good as the DW9000. Yeah. The DW9000 is great. That is a good pedal. <clears throat> they're big and bulky, and they're very expensive, though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tempted to look into that DW5000. Um, if they made a DW5000 hi-hat pedal, I might make that transition. You mean, like, uh, without the plate well i have this yeah i have this thing too where i like my pedals to match oh yeah and um so i if i'm i mean it's kind of time for me to get a new new hi-hat stand new kick pedal Mm -hmm. i've been using these for too long where it's now it's like i'm getting anxiety of like you know springs always break and it can replace the spring really quickly but um i'm getting to where it's like yeah you know, if I'm playing a big show, I don't have 100% faith in this kick pedal. Ooh, yeah, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. So, uh, and then one of my backup kick pedal is here at the studio permanently on one of my kits. So I might transition into new kick pedal time. But then if I get a new kick pedal, I need a new hi hat pedal. So we're talking about like a five or six hundred dollar transition. Oof. You know, I still want to get some of that lightweight hardware. You know that that uh is it Tama makes some for it's three hundred bucks. It's the jazzy stuff though, uh-huh. but and it comes with a bag. Yeah, that looked good. I had a photo shoot this week, um, which is cool we should talk about, but we'll talk about it after our guest. Um for my album coming out with my dad. Sick. Dope. Dope, dope. But anyways, I was gonna go buy that um hardware and maybe just take it back. Nice. Um and just pay the like re whatever that that fee that they charge you for restocking fee. But I didn't. I didn't need it, and I ended up not needing. It. But I wanted vintage-looking hardware. Ah. Uh, so, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't really need it. I'm. I don't. I don't see my. I don't. I don't play a lot of jazz gigs. So, um. And as it is, I'm already getting a kick pedal that. I mean, a kick drum that doesn't match my kit. It looks terrible. What? Looks terrible. 
Like I have a Yamaha kick pedal. I mean a kick drum. I, I have a Yam- 18 inch Yamaha floor tom that I converted into a kick drum. Yeah. And now I want to get that cut down to like a a 10 by 18 or a 12 by 18. Okay. And that's why I got the new drum heads. But um, I was thinking, man, I don't really want to ruin my floor tom. Well, I already cut holes in it to it for bass drum spurs. Yeah. So why, like, yeah, let's just make it something that I use. But it's piano black. Oof. And then it has maple hoops. And so I'm like, maybe I... I don't know. I don't want to get it wrapped or, you know, I was going to have a Masters of Maple one, but just, it's just for like cocktail hour and stuff. So I wouldn't really be using my. Could you unwrap? Is it a wrap? Or yeah, is it... it's a wrap. Could you unwrap it? And sand it? Yeah. And then stain it? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I can do that. It's a lot of work. Well, I'm just going to have somebody else do it. I'm going to have like On the Edge or Vessel or um, Sahir do it for Masters of Maple or something. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so. Yeah, so lots of, lots of drum talk today. We're not talking about cycling or other yeah. dumb stuff, um, which is good. Monster trucks. Did oh no, we didn't even get you didn't even. We definitely have to post this episode because that soapbox was hilarious. The episode from last week at Aquarian, I got on a soapbox about my gig oh, and yeah. monster trucks being <laughs> down there. Oh, that was a, good, that one, was a yeah. good one, dude. Yeah. So we will post that episode. We'll probably post it this week. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back into what we were talking about. After our guest and after our break. All right? Yeah. Let's do it. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know the biggest thing that they can do? is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. Got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style, and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. The Drum Brigade podcast is brought to you by Revolution Drum. Right, Funky Phil? Yes. Yeah. Yes. True Tones, which are premium drum dampers, Firefly drum key, T-locks, solid brass cymbal fasteners, all kinds of different things. They got a... Uh, a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum called The Butter Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beefy. Yes. Revolution makes forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. If you guys type in the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout when you visit RevoDrum, R-E-V-O-D-R-U-M.com, you can save yourself 15% on any of those products. Yes. Use the code Drum Brigade 15 at checkout, RevoDrum.com. Drum Brigade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Funky Phil. Yeah. On the line with us, we have a special guest. We do. We talked a little bit about him mm-hmm. this morning, but uh, he's on the line now. 
plays drums for Luke Combs. He's a Yamaha and Dorsey, Sabian and Dorsey, Evans, Promark, Percussion Dynamics, Drum Tacks, uh, Kelly Shoe, Big Fat Snare Drum, Rim Riser. Studied with your teacher, Mark DiCiani. Yeah. Please welcome to the show the one, the only, Jake Summers. <laughs> Dude. Jake's my boy. <laughs> You like Jake? <laughs> J- Jake's my boy. <laughs> What's up, Jake? How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing well. I think you really rattle out every endorsement under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, we got to let the people know, you know, you got to get it in there. We don't we don't have very many like opportunities to tell people like what we play and what we like, you know. So Hey, well that's the perfect time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, man. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we haven't had, I don't think we've had like a top level country rock, you know, playing at, at the top level of country drumming, you know, on our show. So it's really cool. It's tapping into a different dynamic or like demographic for us. Um, well, I'm definitely glad to be the first and yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Definitely. Definitely. Um, how's everything going with you? So you're in Nashville? I am in Nashville. Um, I'm actually packing for Europe. I leave tomorrow wow. to Berlin. Yeah, Woo! nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, so excited for that. Yeah, that's good. Um, we were looking at your tour dates. Dude, you are, you're like, you're living every drummer's dream, okay? <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You're playing I, like yeah. all the biggest places like in the world like you know you're playing all these all these huge stadiums all these huge arenas grand Ole opry like bro <laughs> it's wild yeah it's wild to think, really i mean you know you, you start off as a kid and then you're like you're imagining oh what it would be like to play all these famous venues and then tv stuff you know we just did snl february 1st oh my gosh i'm originally from new york and i was that was truly like bucket list of tv and you're yeah. just walking there and you're like i'm really here like i've watched this show since i was a kid and then you see your backline kit set up and it's just like this is really happening yeah <laughs> love it that's always that and or any i haven't done any late night shows or any like or saturday night live of course that's always been like that's one of my biggest bucket list things of the my late life. night ones are fun too yeah but, you know snl is it's like a whole different ball game. Yeah. Man, that's so that's cool. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, like, I mean, like, what's it like for you, man? Do you, do you get nervous? Are you just like, no, let's do this, man? I've, you know, I'd put in the work. Like, you know, like, what's the feeling, you know, walking out to, like, Wembley Arena or, like, you know, or something like that or playing SNL or, you know, something like that? Like, what's it like for you? You know, for, for SNL, I was just kind of like, it's here. I'm going to go out. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do what, what I do every night, and I'm just going to have fun. And yeah. that's kind of how I approach every show, um, you know, depending, no matter what size the venue is. It's just like, this is what I love to do. This is what I've been doing my whole life. I know the songs at the back of my hand. I know the show like the back of my hand. And, you know, I'm just going to have fun, and I get to do it with, some of the best guys in the world yeah so it doesn't get any better than that 
I love that. That's cool. I I get I just I think for me the best I've talked about it on the show before. You know, when you're we're you're playing I don't I haven't played many arenas in my life. I, it's not my regular gig, but that feeling of when the lights go out and dude, you're walking on stage and it's just people are cheering and like that just gives me chills every time even on a small show. I was supposed to huge adrenaline rush. Yeah, huge general adrenaline rush and um you get to do that every night on tour, man. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, man, it's uh, being like, so So, did you, like, cut your teeth? Did you get your start? Did you know you wanted to be a, a country, you know, country rock or country western or whatever we call it? Did you know that that's, that's the direction you wanted to go? Like, I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to be a country drummer. Or, you know, did you, uh, how did you, how did you, you know, we don't like, we don't know. Like, how did you, how did you get into oh, that yeah. situation with Luke Combs? Well, I, it was either, I'm from New York. So it was either stay in New York, go to LA and move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And my dad has a close friend who used to work in the industry. And he said, if Jake wants to make it in the industry, he's got to move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I went and I came to visit for a weekend and I just fell in love with it. It was like music 23, seven. Wow. And I cut my teeth downtown when I first moved here. And then through someone I networked with when I just came to visit, he was like, hey, I'm leaving a gig. This would be great for you to get your foot in the door touring. I auditioned, got that gig. Nobody big, but it was a good experience. Did that for about six, seven months. And then, you know, I left that and I had to get a, you know, a waitering job doing, you know, to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some small sessions, and then uh, I was taking a few lessons with uh, Jim, Jim Riley from the, Ra- the Rascal Flats. Okay. And uh, he was like, you know, you got to go out to Riders Rounds. And I did just that. I went to a place called Tin Roof Revival on the Mumbrian. And I walked in not knowing a single person in there. Wow. And I just heard this guy sing and, you know, play songs. I thought he was absolutely amazing. I went up to him and talked to him and I just told him that I thought he was, you know, incredible. And, uh, we, he was like, I have a gig next week. You want to play? I said, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll learn your stuff, did my homework, did the audition slash rehearsal, I guess the day before. Wow. Got in the van. There we were playing a frat house at the university of Alabama. And then, um, we just hung out in those next six months and he was just writing. I was fortunate enough for him to call me and say, I want you to be my guy. And, you know, just constantly working my butt off. Um, even now, you know, like you can never stop getting better at yeah. your craft. And, um, you know, here we are five years later. And uh, he's, you know, actually funny enough, today is his birthday. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's just, he's a great guy. He, so that's that was Luke Combs you met in that in that place and started playing yeah, with him. Oh wow! Him. I met him. You know, I got to start with him from the ground up. Wow! Which was really and humbling experience. Oh man, that's even better. That's awesome. <laughs> that's even better. So that was one of our that was one of our questions for you from uh, Chloe XX Anna. Uh, 
at Chloe okay. XX. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, but Chloe XX Anna. She was she wanted to know how did you meet Luke Combs. So I hope that answers it for you, Chloe. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually a really cool story. I didn't know. I thought it was something that was already established, and you auditioned and and got a, a great gig. But riding that no, train from riding that train from frat houses and bars all the way to where you guys are now is huge. That's so cool. That's like the, the great success story, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's happened really quickly, and I think we're all still, you know, relishing in the moment. And not, you know, none of us take it for granted. Yeah. So you can't. You know, I, I still pinch myself every time I walk into whatever arena we're doing or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm like, I'm just grateful to be here. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So what was what was part of that process of the growing? Like, did you see it? You know, was it like, hey, we have to be here at this time, you know, and you just have to be available for whatever, whenever, you know, we have to make an appearance here. We have to do a radio interview. We have to. And then the shows just kept growing from there and there. Like, what was the process like and the growing process over that five years? With all the radio stuff, that was him. And he brought like one of the guitar players with him. Mm -hmm. I never did that stuff. Um, with the interviews, you know, uh, obviously I wouldn't, I didn't have to be there. Um, since he, you know, he is the artist. There were times where I got to like tag along, yeah, which was cool to see, but, um, but it was really like, you know, with the smaller shows, we'd ride in a 15 passenger van. Right. And then we slowly moved up to another vehicle, but it was like, Hey, we're leaving this time, you know, obviously get there early cause early is on time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then we were off, you know, we, we leave at five in the morning, sometimes four in the morning to where we were going. And for the first few years, we were doing 200 plus shows a year. And it was wow. just like nonstop, you know, road warriors, which was a blast. And now, you know, our schedule is cut a lot less now, which is great. Um, but I, I never mind. I, I love being busy, you know, getting to play music for a living and, is you know some of the best i think experiences you can have and you can make a career out of it absolutely a lot of people don't realize how involved that that process is being in a band from the beginning and then having that 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 success you know growing a band you know i've done that a couple times and we've never gotten to that point where we're playing arenas. We've we've we were doing like we were doing support gigs where we were opening for people in arenas and stuff like that, but never our own. And that's still cool. Yeah, still dude, it's still like yeah, it's <laughs> definitely it's still definitely cool. But a lot of people don't realize when when that train starts moving, you know, you you start off like you were saying like doing some gigs or you know, maybe around town or you're in a 15 passenger van and you're doing tours, you know, maybe like, like maybe you, you've, the band has put together their own tour or whatever, and you're just trying to make it. Once that stuff starts happening, man, it's, it's moving fast and it's moving. You have to keep up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's oh, like, it's off to the races. yeah, it's like, you got to be here at this time, you know, then you got to be right over there at this time. And now you're playing a show and now, and, and, but then you have to kind of stop and watch it like, man, you know, this is where did we come from? And now look at us, you know, it's like, it's, it's really cool, man, to hear somebody that has been with it from the beginning. And it's not just like some formulated thing that's like oh, no, put together. Or, and you that's, know. that's the beauty of it. You yeah. know, it's just guys who love to play music and we all get along. It's really, it's, it's like a family. And, yeah. 
we really have a great foundation and great crew all around. That's cool. So we watched the video um, on your website. Yeah, and you guys are, you know, it starts off with you guys saying, uh, Luke is saying, yeah, you know, thank you guys for coming out, and there's no one in the bar, and and then you start playing, and oh, it's just yeah. totally <laughs> rocking, man, and then, you know, it's like, that was cool to see, like, that kind of tells the story, you know, and it's like, I like that, I like that it's not just about the artist, it's about, like, it's a, it's somewhat about his band, too, you know, if that makes sense, like, you guys are all involved in in the video and in the process and you know he calls you out by name and you know it's cool man i like that it's really oh cool. yeah you're talking about the the beer never broke my heart video yeah yeah that was a fun day that was a fun day of uh filming that video which was it was cool to see it all come together and then when it finally came out it's like i remember doing that and then seeing it pieced you know clip by clip is like it came out really really well which yeah. i wouldn't expect anything less by the people who did it um, but it's cool to see. And I, I was only just scrolling YouTube yesterday with like some videos of, uh, that Luke has out and some of my own stuff to, um, send to my college cause they're doing a alumni spotlight with me. So I had cool. to, you know, go through YouTube for that. But I saw that like that video has 43 million views. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, there's a lot of people that know you as a drummer, man. <laughs> like you got, you got, yeah, you got yeah, a look a too. <laughs> yeah, you have like you have a look that is like you're a very noticeable drummer. You're you know, and you um, you know, you're you're not just the you don't. I don't know how to say it, but like you don't have like you're not the like behind the scenes drummer where you see this band and you notice everybody but the drummer because he's behind the drums. You're like kind of you're a big guy, you know, and you got, you got, you're just, you're, yeah. you're very noticeable. And, um, so that's, it's, yeah, it's awesome, man. You got a lot of, I a mean, lot of cool you, things. You know, you got to bring the energy, you know, it's everyone's looking at everybody on stage. Yeah. And for me, it's like, okay, I'm on the tallest riser mm -hmm. and I, it's a show, you know, you're still a performer. You got to bring the energy. You got to bring your A game all the time. And I, you know, and you're having fun. So, why sit back there and look like you're, you know, you don't move a lot, you know, have fun yeah. with it. You're normally like directly behind the singer. So everybody's going to see you anyways, you know, and it's like, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's cool. Very cool, man. Even the people all the way at the top. Yeah, exactly. We might look like ants, but they'll see us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about your, like briefly talk about your gear. You're in a, you're uh, in a Yamaha guy and a Sabian guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm dude before, so I don't play Yamaha anymore. I, I was never a Yamaha artist, but before I was, I started playing the drums that I play. Um, I was a big Yamaha guy my whole life. <laughs> so I'm a big they fan of Yamaha. Drums. Yeah. So what, what is your, I mean, all of your, a lot of your stuff is probably backlined, right? But, um, what is your, your setup? Like, what is your preferences for, for backline and like, what do you play at home? Um, well, on tour, I play a Channel Black Recording Custom, um, you know, thanks to Steve Gadd. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm at home. I'm actually, I just have a, well, currently I'm looking at a Stage Custom kit that's nice. still in the boxes I haven't taken out yet. But, oh, wow. <laughs> um, you know what? All their drums are great. Oh, no man. matter from what, you know, series, they just, they all sing. You know, you, you take them out and get 
you tune them and it's just and they hold the tune which is right amazing but i love my recording custom kit and uh, i've got a few different snares from them mm-hmm. um like one of the ones i have at home is a yamaha club custom oh cool which i currently have set up on my recording kit and it sounds amazing um and then my sizes for the road is 24 14 12 8 rack 14 13 floor uh 16 15 floor wow. and then i have uh my main snares a 14 by six and a half recording custom brass and then i have a backup of that same drum sitting next to me nice and then i have a 14 by seven recording custom stainless steel as a side snare okay so that's the drum rig rundown yeah nice. i was gonna ask you about your sizes that sounds like a big fat, you know, rock sounding drum kit. You know, it's dope. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. I never really played smaller toms, uh-huh. like floor toms. But after playing those, those things sing and they yeah. really pack a punch, which blew my mind because I was used to like sixteen by fourteen, eighteen by sixteen. I'm really hoping I'm saying the size is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I always get confused with that too. Like, is it the, yeah, we, we get it. We the know what you're saying. Tom. Yeah. You're not using a 14 inch kick drum, right? <laughs> or no, like, no. Yeah, yeah, 24. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got I've it. upgraded. Um, how about your symbols? You use uh, Sabian. So I accidentally tagged a different company. Sorry. In your post, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, hope your your endorsement isn't like your endorsement with uh, uh, Z- Sabian is not like, hey, what's going on here? Did he jump ship and not tell us? <laughs> I'm gonna get you in trouble. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm sure you can fix it easily. You yeah, know. yeah. They, um, you know, if they ask me anything, I'll just blame it on you. Yeah, please do, please do. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So Sabian. Yeah, I've been with them now for gosh three years now maybe a little more feels like forever but um i'm actually now using their new hhx complex series okay and man if you haven't tried those symbols they are amazing so my hi-hats are actually and they don't make them yet they're two 16 inch crashes the top is a 16 inch complex thin and then the bottom's a 16 inch medium and then I have a 20-inch complex thin crash, um, a ride with a 22-inch complex medium ride, and then I have a 22-inch thin crash, and then another 20-inch um, complex crash. That's cool. They, That's awesome. They, they're big. They, they sustain just the right amount. Um, they're dark, and you know like when you hit a cymbal and it's, thicker and you can't really you know get the play out of it you want like you really gotta hit it to make it you know flow yeah these symbols you just hit them and you just feel it the movement when you hit the stick to the symbol and it's awesome that's cool i was gonna say that doesn't sound like a big arena setup you know that sounds like i mean i guess there isn't really like hey this is what you use if you play arenas but i would never guess somebody would be using like two crashes as a hi-hat that's a phil move that's your move huh funky phil yeah, I love that move. <laughs> but um <laughs> you know, it seems like a recording thing or like a That's it's cool a, that you do that. Yeah. Huge crash symbols too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean and they they cut but they cut though too. Yeah. Even though they're dark, they cut 
um, especially when you open them up. Yeah. But man. then they sound like butter. I mean, all those symbols just, they're probably my favorite symbols I own now. Wow. Nice. That's very cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our listener questions and then um, our wheel of death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. Drum Brigade Podcast. Mm. Yeah. Luke Summers coming on. Is it Summers or is it Sommers? No, you had it right. Luke, I said Summer. Luke Summers. Jake Summers. Yeah. yeah. Jake Summers. <laughs> Jake's my boy. Jake's dude. my boy. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> dude, the, why we love that so much from 16 Candles. Where did, did, did you take that from You're My Blood, Lou? No, it's from 16 Candles. No? Okay. I thought it was from something else. <laughs> 16 Candles, they're like the dude, the, the main kid is like sitting in the car in the auto shop. And like, okay, he's trying to get with this like older girl, like this older, the heartthrob. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it's, it's just, the, it's a big moment of the, he tries to make out with her and the horn beeps and like, it's fun. It's like a funny scene, but then he's like, tries to hook it up with her. And then she's like, I like somebody else. And then he says, you like Jake, <laughs> Jake's my boy. <laughs> and we've been saying that all morning. Not- that's so funny. I thought it was from that Will Ferrell movie from, gosh, years ago. And I'm blanking on the name right now, which doesn't help. <laughs> That's all good. Um, okay, so we already asked Chloe's question. We're going to move on to Full Moon underscore 10's question, which is, what awesome. is the best way to work on stick speed? Ooh, uh, definitely use a metronome. And I would say whatever your practicing definitely start on a practice pad and i usually start at like 60 bpm and then slowly go up in increments yeah um and that you know whatever i'm working on it could be rudiments or just working on my hands getting those in the shape which is always good but uh yeah i always just have a metronome near me obviously on our phones Mm. it's that easy and Start slow and then work your way up. And if you get stuck, you know, dial it back down a bit. And just, I think the more you work on it, the faster you get, even though I will say this, I'm sorry to burst your bubble with the question, but speed, not speed is not is the the speed is not going to land you the gig. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that should be noted first and foremost, like speed isn't everything. I mean, it's, it is cool. But it the, is, the, it's awesome. But the, I think for a lot of music today, <clears throat> at least with what I play, speed is not the name of the game. Yeah. Um, everybody, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this guy is that kind of guy, but we all watch, you know, the, um, the Instagram bangers, the Insta bangers, the YouTube gospel chop stuff or whatever, and see the speed of these guys and be like, dude, I want to do that. Yeah, it blows my mind, but it's like, man, I mean, it is good to have some speed if you need it, but you know, it's not everything. I mean, coming from a guy that's playing major arenas, like huge stadiums, you know, and saying you, somebody like you saying, Hey man, it's cool. It's not necessary, necessarily how I landed this gig. It should tell you something, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. If you're you're trying to get a gig where you can do that stuff by all means, you know, what you do is what I said earlier, but 
if you want to have a gig for a very long time, mm. and obviously that's also depending on the artist, you know, groove and groove and feel are what matter. Making right. the song feel good, you know, playing to the song, not um, derailing your fills to <laughs> something that is close to what's on the record. I always play or do my best to play exactly what's on the record. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what everybody wants to hear. Exactly. My dad, my dad's a musician. And he always said, um, he always told me when I was younger, man, I don't care about any of those like fast drummers. I love to watch them too, but he's like, I will take pocket any day of the week over any, like the greatest drum solo of the, you know, in the world, whatever, you know, it's like the pocket is where it's at, man. Just worry about that. Obviously, this dude probably, you know, who knows? He probably has great pocket, and he's like, now I need to work on speed. So that being said, I think my advice would be, uh, well, we've all heard the Dennis Chambers thing of playing on pillows. Um, you, can, yeah. you can try that. Um, metronome, obviously, is great. Phil, you have, you have some great exercises, like with simple exercises using, like, half a bar of eighth notes, half a bar of 16 notes, then a full bar of eighth notes, full bar of 16 notes, and then working your way up, setting goals. Like Yeah, or like something actually Mark D showed me. Mark Ticciani was just doing um, 16th notes with, with a metronome, obviously, so you want to keep track of where you're at and set goals for up higher tempos or whatever, but you just do like a whole measure or a whole two measures or measure and a half of sixteenths with each hand. Like one single at a time. hand, like just one at a time. Yeah. And then switch, do left hand, right hand, just back and forth. Cause, um, that's really, I mean, when you're doing singles, it's, it's that they're just, you know, going alternating. So, and that gives your arm a break, you know, like if you're really trying to push it, you get, you push it for a minute with one hand and then push yeah. it with a minute with the other hand. And I don't know. I like, fun. I like what you said too, Jake about, um, starting slow. A lot of guys want to go as fast as they can and they start fast, but if you can't play it and slow they, and they tense up, yeah. And they tense up or it doesn't sound clean. If you, if you can play it at 40 or 50 BPM clean and evenly spaced, and then you can work your way up all the way to whatever, 250 BPM or whatever, depending on what notes you're playing, you're going to sound that's a lot cleaner and a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, I mean, that's what I think. I, you know, I love I, the pillow thing. It works. It works. It's worked for me, but then it doesn't work for me. You know, there's nothing like pulling out your practice pad, working your fingers, getting proper technique going, you know, and then setting goals and working your way up to it, you know? Coffee always helps too. I completely agree with you. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Or, or even like take, you know, two different practice pads that are different surfaces. Like mm-hmm. I'm with ProLogic's uh, pads and they have, you know, a few different pads where one's a harder surface and one's a softer surface for quiet practicing. Mm-hmm. And you could even do that just like, you know, because there's different um, rebound and bounce back. So that could help too. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's also... Um, one last one last thing. So Mike Johnston, um, everybody knows Mike yeah. Johnston. Mike Mike Mike's Lessons dot com. I think, um, not sponsored, but he's a good dude and a great drummer and a great teacher. Anyways, he has these chop builders <laughs> that I love, um, and I use them all the time when teach like teaching lessons. 
Um, if you know rudiments, like if you if if full moon underscore ten, if you know your rudiments, um, I'm sure you do. I love using like he has paradiddle diddle, two paradiddle diddles, and then a paradiddle, and that forces you to switch. So paradiddle diddle, paradiddle diddle, paradiddle, paradiddle diddle, paradiddle paradise. I'm like an idiot right now. Anyways, you can play those like at a slow tempo. And that'll force both of your hands to work the same and build up speed. He has another one that's a Swiss triplet, two Swiss triplets, and then a flam tap. Swiss triplet, Swiss triplet, flam tap. Swiss triplet, Swiss triplet, blah, 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 blah. All the way down. You can do a pyramid thing where you do like three Swiss triplets and then a flam tap and then two Swiss triplets and a flam tap. All, you know, work your way all the way up to one Swiss triplet, flam tap, all the way back down to three. Anyways... <laughs> Super nerdy. This is like super nerdy drum talk. All right. Yeah, if you're good. not a drummer and you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry, but this is dorky drum talk. Um, we go there sometimes. Anyways, that will help you to build up speed too because you're you're putting flams in that mix and you're you're forcing your hands to work together, um, and then you can build up speed. You can start really really slow on that, make it sound great, and then work your way all the way up to however fast you can do it. And um, yeah, and then you can you can use those also for some really sweet drum fills if you want oh yeah yeah you can take a lesson with all of us if you want and we'll just show you how to do it all right <laughs> or you can take a lesson with mike dawson i mean mike johnston <laughs> that uh, works yeah all right i hope that answered your question man and um yeah i hope you build up your speed you know you heard it from from jake summers himself oh boy <laughs> let's spin the wheel yeah oh man i got my volume on phil oh, sheesh all right spinning <laughs> Don't make fun of our, our drops, okay? Uh, this one simply says Cajon. With a question mark. With a question right? mark. Okay. Oh, goodness. Do I like it or not? I think that's what it's asking, yes. Um, you know what? I've played Cajon during a lot of writers' rounds here in town. Mm. And, you know, it kind of helped me establish myself in a weird way of you know oh you you do this and i'm like i could i also you know play the drum set that's my main thing but right you know it's like if you ever need a cajon player like i can do it right. i don't like playing it because it hurts your hands and it hurts your back right. but um <laughs> but uh you know so safe to say i'm not a big proponent of it yeah but the way you can use it i think is really cool with like a foot with a foot pedal and you know a tambourine and all that stuff, a little snare drum. But I think just playing the cajon on its own, I'm going to go with a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Phil? I already know what you think. Yeah, I'm I'm still in the I hate cajons <laughs> team. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, so for me, I, I mean, as a traditional instrument. It's yeah. great, but like using I, it's not I just a traditional get, instrument. It, it can't is. be. No, it's way. a Latin instrument. No, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway. All the records I listen to, bro, they are not playing cajon. Well, anyway, <laughs> the um, no cajon. The I don't like the way it, like replaces a drum kit for like singer songwriter oh, situations, especially in restaurants that are like demand that you can't have yeah. a drum set or something but this is the thing though it's like <laughs> you still kind of have to have one because you could miss out on a gig and not have I money know, it's true <laughs> yeah, should, it's better to be able to do it which i could play one if i had to yeah. luckily i've never done a single gig on a cajon right. i don't do many <laughs> go ahead go ahead i Jim. don't do many 
anymore. But I was going to say, you know, they now make, like, for example, Yamaha makes this stage custom hip kit, and you could bring that to a coffee shop gig or a small bar gig, and, it, you know, you mic it up, and it sounds great. Yeah. And you could do that with a singer-songwriter all day long. And that is that hip kit is not a, a cajon kit, right? It's just like a little drum set. No, no, it's an actual it's an it's, actual kit. Yeah. The smaller sizes, and the cool thing is the floor tom. They have a snare wires on the bottom of it, and a uh, snare strain on the side, and it's another snare drum as well. See, now like that makes more sense. Like instead of a cajon, I would rather just bring a little tiny bass drum. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean this this kit is really tiny. I don't know the specs on hand, but it is doable for a singer songwriter around yeah i i'm i have mixed feelings about this i i feel like i don't like cajon i feel like it's dumb it it's same thing that you said it hurts my hands it hurts my back i can't play it properly authentically whatever i can make do with it but yeah i'd rather just play a drum set that's what i do yeah, it's more fun. I've had people be like, no, 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 just play Cajon. I'm like, but dude, I can play the drums much better than I can play this stupid thing. But some gigs, dude, some gigs just call for it. They just, you just got to. That's true. Use. So it's a good thing to have. Like I have one. It's in my house. It's, it is what it is. It's a cool thing for people who don't know how to play drums where you're like, no, it's really easy. Look, this is your bass drum sound. This is your snare sound. It's like they feel like they're doing something. I like it for those reasons, but I do not like it to replace my drums. Just let me play drums. No. And uh, the last time I used my cajon, we were playing a friend's 4th of July party just acoustically, and I uh, took an empty champagne bottle and started playing with it. Mm And safe to say, I put a pretty decent sized hole in the front of my cajon, so oh, no. <laughs> I no longer used it. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably better that way. <laughs> oh yeah, it sounds it sounds so much better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there are some companies that make some really nice ones that sound really good. Like there's a company oh, locally here. Yeah, they're great. There's a company locally here in San Diego called Kingdom Cajon. They make the nicest cones I've ever seen. They're very, and they sound amazing. But it's still not the real thing. Stop trying to make it percussion. I know. Okay. I get it, Phil. Hmm. I know it is a, a, a hand percussion instrument. One time I showed up to a drum circle. Like, I want to do more in the community. And so I'm like, hey, there's a drum circle in San Diego. I'm going to go. And there's all these people, like these hippies with like djembes and, you know, whatever. A couple like Latin dudes with like congas and stuff. I showed up. My stupid self showed up with a cajon. I was the only. Did they tell you to leave? No, but one, (laughs) it was like you couldn't hear it, and then a couple people were like, "Oh, that's cool." That's it was more like, "Oh, that's cute," and I'm like, (laughs) "Yeah, it is." It's actually comes from Peru. Wow. Um, as late there's been yeah as late as you know the 18th century. It's an old Latin instrument. There's traditional, there is traditional music that uses them. Okay, but it wasn't like the ones today. It sounds like a bass drum and no, snares. But no one knows that, and everyone uses it. They play yeah. it like, yeah. Have, okay, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Cajon drum covers on YouTube, just take the time and go watch this. You'll never stop laughing. These people take themselves so serious. 
really? they're doing covers of songs no. like drum covers no. but no on cajon what yes <laughs> Oh, there's, oh, there's like thousands of them. I yeah. want to see some Slay- Slayer on Cajon. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that you'll find that, but it's, it's worth seeing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next question. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I still feel like we need a new sound effect for this. That is great. All right, <laughs> uh, Jake, what's your weirdest fan moment? This is a good question for him. Ooh, um, I'm hmm. Weirdest fan moment. We've had some doozies on here. We always talk about Thomas Lang's fan moment. It was what was his? Just so I can. Oh kinda... my gosh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Just because I also want to know. Okay, Thomas Lang's uh, thing. He was trying to make it PG, PG thirteen, but he said he got into an elevator and this chick walks in. And she's like, "You're Thomas Lang." And she's like, I need to show you something, pulls her pants down and has a vagina tattoo of Thomas Lang's face. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's when you know you really made it. I yeah. mean, I'm sure his wife's not so pleased with this, but. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. seriously And then he's impressive. like, yeah. and the worst part about it is we were not alone in the elevator. There was people like normal oh, people just in the elevator. And he's like super awkward. Like one, there's my face on her body Two, like, what do I even say? Like, you know, yeah, I've never had anything that crazy. I think I wouldn't even say it's weird. We were playing the house of blues in Orlando a few years ago. And I was just kind of after soundcheck going for a run and you know, there's a whole line outside waiting to get in. I'm just doing my own thing. And I hear someone yell my name. And I'm like, where did that come from? I turn around, it's just one fan. And they're like, hey, come over here, come over here. So me being myself, I walk over, I say hi, because it's the right thing to do. And they're like, hey, can we buy you a shot? And I'm like, uh, it's early, but sure, why not? <laughs> so they ended up buying me a shot. And thankfully, you know, I was standing next to them when they bought it, so I knew that I wouldn't be sick after the fact. Right. <laughs> and uh, I would say that's probably one of my weirdest fan moments. I don't, okay. you know, nice. I, I try not to really interact too, too much. Yeah. Um, so. Why are we like that? I, I I'm like that too. For back in the day, you know, that would be one of them. Because now it's like, you know, I, I stay backstage or if I do watch um, the openers, I'll watch from either side stage, warming up or front of house. But no one, you know, thankfully no one recognizes which is kind of funny. Yeah. You know, I'm just doing my own thing. And then I walk back and they're so engulfed in the show that I can just sneak by and no one causes a scene, which I don't want anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, well, Phil, we've heard yours a million times about the bong. Okay, can I you feel my bong? I could do oh. a new one. Okay. Let's do a new one. <laughs> oh. I've got a new one. It's not that weird, but it was, it was actually really sweet and cool. The, okay. I just, I played a wedding this last weekend and the bride and groom that hired us are like they're fans of our band mm. and um they made uh that yeah it was cool they actually wanted us to play like some of our originals oh, nice. at their wedding which is different but um they made us all personalized cookies <laughs> like cool. for each member uh, each one like, was it like your face? box 
Um, there was one cookie had a picture of my drums. Wow. On it. Like, I guess nowadays you can print on cookies Whoa. or something. Your actual drums. Yeah. Well, like my that straight up. Yeah. My drum set <laughs> on a cookie, which I've never had before. So that was, Dang, that was kind of, that's awesome. it was great. Yeah. It was a, a, a new experience. Hey, I like that. I've never eaten yeah, my drums. I wish, I wish I had a weird story like that. <laughs> I don't though. I had, um, You've probably seen this too before. I don't know. But um, when I was touring a lot, I would, you know, we like, again, we weren't playing like massive, huge places, but um, we'd play like House of Blues equivalent places, you know, throughout there or whatever, or, like maybe smaller. But um, we would have this, there was this, this guy that would follow us basically on the whole tour. Like, he, really? We, I mean, we wouldn't really know. We would, we show up like in Germany or whatever. And then, there he is. And he would be like, Hey, like he was like, and he, okay. So this guy <clears throat> was like into the scene of that. We we're playing as like a reggae ska thing. And, um, this guy was like into the scene, but he was probably the hugest nerd you've ever met. Like he just found this, this niche music that he was like, okay, this is what I do now. I'm into this. And, <clears throat> but he was like the biggest nerd. I think I've, I've like, he's just a nerdy guy. He's a sweetheart. But a nerdy guy, and he was like really annoying. He would like talk really close to your face, and he's like yelling, and he's like broken English, you know. And then he would show. Then we'd like, all right, man, good to see you. Like, we'll see you later. And then we'd go to the next city, wherever it was. Boom, he walks. Hey, what's up, guys? We're like, dude, you're here again. And he's just like, and then, dude, we do like these three and a half week tours or whatever, and he would just be like next show. There he is. He'd bring gifts sometimes. Like, I drew you this picture. Like. Weird, 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 awkward, and he was always hammered. And then uh, years later, dude, like years later, not in that band anymore. Went out with another band that I just got hired on to play with. Walk in, he doesn't recognize me. I don't recognize. Oh, I recognize him, but he's there and he's following that band around on tour. I'm like, do you have a job? Like, what do you do, dude? How are you like follow all these bands around? And you know, it was like him and a group of other people that would just like they were just fans, dude, and they just follow us it's from place to place because like, um, like you know, Luke has fans that have been the sixty something shows. You know, wow. obviously it's in the course of five years still it's like that's amazing actually yeah. i have a little weird of a fan story now that i've thought about it a fan messaged me on instagram and wanted to send me a bottle of whiskey and nice as nice as that would be i'm not going to get on my address yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. weird that is yeah. weird yeah i would so be like i uh... think that that would definitely top the other one i said <laughs> yeah see and then like then you get you like you feel for them because they don't they're not even thinking that well hopefully they're not thinking that you never know these days but yeah it's like man i'm not gonna give you my address dude like you know it's like just find me at a show man instant message me i'll try to come out you know and now i'm a little bit different now i'm older and i feel like I want to do something nice for them you know maybe you know i'll bring them back or whatever and like introduce them to everyone but but like back in the day, I was just like, dude, this weirdo won't leave us alone. You know, like what is, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't be like that, but, um, this weirdo won't, that's great. <laughs> They're just like a big fan, you know, they just, and exactly. They, they just want to be, you know, they want to get to know who you are. And it's like, that's where you got to draw a line. Of, right. You know, 
and not in a bad or mean way, but it's like, you know, I'm not going to let you into my personal life and all that stuff. It's right. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're a fan and all that stuff. And that's kind of it. Well, that's part of the allure too, you know, where it's like, there's this mystery, this mysticism that they think that they know you, you know, and you know, but you have to kind of keep that alive where it's like, you know, like there's the mystery of that's that's why they're a fan. But if we were just buds, like you'd probably be like, oh, okay, he's just a normal dude. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's like weird, but we've had some weird fan moments on this show where some of our guests have not some like a, like one or two have been weird about giving their phone number, and I'm like, bro, how really? are we gonna call you? Like, we need to have an interview. They're like, well, can you just dial into a conference call line? And I'm like, honestly, I think you're great, but I'm not like, I'm not coming at you as a fan. Like, I, yeah, you know, like, like some people I am, but like, I, you know, we're like, I'm hosting the show here. So I, I can't, I can't really be like, hey, we're a huge fan. We are to a certain extent, but not in that way where it's like, I'm creepy and now I'm sending you text messages late at night. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, it's not like that, bro. Just give us your phone number so we can call you and interview you, dude. Like, <laughs> we're not. People are like, oh, can you reach me by, you know, another way? It's like, what? Like, we're trying to do an interview with you. Like, yeah, you know, give us your, trust give me. Us your yeah, like trust me, it's not like that. And like you know, like we've had we've had some pretty big names, and we're very proud. And and like, but like we're still not those guys. Where I don't know what you think we're gonna do with your number, but we're not gonna post it on Instagram and be like, everybody call this guy. And even if we did, exactly. for the drummers that normally act like that, it wouldn't matter. No one's trying to call you, dude. Like, it wouldn't exactly. freaking matter. And you know what? Then you just change your number. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. But it, I'm like, I don't know how to assure you that we are not that creepy. You know, we're we're just we're just drummers well, too. I know, Phil, I, I know Phil, and I know he's not creepy. So. Yes, you don't know me though, and I already posted your number on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Perfect. just kidding. Can we also can we link it to Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I need your address. I want to send you some whiskey. <laughs> I'm that guy. Oh. Now. <laughs> just kidding. Perfect. You're the guy. <laughs> All right, let's do one more, and then uh, we'll we'll let you go. Yeah, boy. <clears throat> da, 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 da. All right. Give us three things people may not know about you. <laughs> oh man. Three things people may not um, know about one. you. Let's see. This is always tough. Start thinking about it now, Phil. I'm trying. All right. <laughs> Three things people don't... Okay, I've been playing guitar since I was 13. Oh, wow. Um, I... Let's see. I've only broken one bone in my body, and that was when I was a lot younger. Wow. Cool. And... See what else? Um, hmm, it's a really good question. <laughs> um, wow, what what can the third one be? Um, it's, this one always stumps. It's it's, it's funny because this question always stumps people, and then the third one especially always stumps people. <laughs> How personal do people get? Um. 
some people are just like really personal, like, oh, I have bad yeah. stomach problems. Let me go into detail on what I mean by that. And then some, oh, people, are, and then some <laughs> people are just like, I really like to read books. And it's just like, okay, well, I didn't know that, but okay. <laughs> um, something people don't know. Oh, uh, I really like spicy food. I know okay. it's not that interesting, but wow, that's good. I love like, I love Indian food. I love, you know, spicy Chinese food, um, stuff Heck like yeah. that. I know it's kind of weird. I love natural hot chicken. Yeah. I'm not afraid of going the deep end with that one. So <laughs> see, that's dangerous, man. You're on, you're on stage, big, the O2 arena. And you're just like, something starts rumbling and jumbling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think before show. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fans are gonna be like, "Who are these guys, dude? Like, who is this guy, Corey?" What is wrong with him? <laughs> Why is his face so red? Yeah, <laughs> it can't be because of the light. Oh man. Okay, do you want me to go, Phil, or do you want to go? I can go. All right, go for it. So these were I, all inspired by yours. Um, so my first one, I don't know some some people might already know this, but I like playing bass guitar. Uh. I'm cool. not as good as I wish I was. Yeah. But I really like that instrument. My second one is I broke my collarbone Dang. and some ribs. Dang. Attempting to ride a fixed gear bike while super blackout drunk. <laughs> and I don't think I actually got anywhere. I think I like jumped on and immediately like fell over and didn't just like wow. <laughs> some, wow. some random person called an ambulance. Dang. I woke up in the emergent or in the emergency room, like completely out of it. I miss that Phil, dude. Where is that <laughs> Phil? He died that's, in Philadelphia. That's the Phil yeah. that should be doing the show with us, dude. Every Monday. It was a, yeah, I, I don't think I even. It was at a Phillies game. I think I didn't even. I don't think I even made it into the baseball game. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, not my proudest moment. Don't do that. Well, Phil, <laughs> when I come to Philly, September twelfth. Because I'll be there, I think as well. I don't want to. Re- I don't want you to reenact that moment. But if we can, like, you know, get a video, that'd be. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's long gone. You yeah, know, that, I, that it was a horrible. It was a horrible, expensive mistake. Yeah. Um. What was my third one? Oh, this goes into spicy food. I too love spicy food. Really? But I can't do habaneros anymore. Even though I love <laughs> habanero peppers. It's they like, don't work for you. It's huh? one of my favorite spices, but um, it just f's up my tummy really yeah. bad. Wow, I can't do it. Yeah. I used to be able to eat them all the time, but not anymore. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, my first one. Um, I'm. I don't know how allergic I am now, but I am seriously lactose intolerant because of one time at the Atlantic City House of Blues. Mm. Boys to Men played before us for some reason, or no, not before us. They played the night before, uh. and for some reason, they have gallons and gallons of milk on their rider. What? Don't what? ask me why. Don't I don't care. know. I'm not. I'm not in Boys to Men. What? And so we were bored backstage. Wait, Boys to Men have gallons of gallons milk. and gallons of milk on their rider, like oil drums, like that much. No, they just have, they probably had like 10 gallons of milk in the refrigerators left over from the night before. That's so much milk. They, that is so weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't ask me, but we were like, why is there so much milk? 
And they're like, oh, Boys to Men was here last night. Like, that's all they said. Like, how are we supposed to know what to make of that? I mean, what, 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 was, their, what was their catering while, was, while they were there? Just, I, like, cookies? I have maybe, like, Oreos, dude. Maybe. I, that, none of those were left, though. It was just milk. <laughs> so we decided so to have a milk contest, and the guys were like, "Oh no!" The guys were like, "You can't drink a gallon of milk." And I'm like, "I could drink a gallon of milk right now, right here, right now." <laughs> They're like, "You will die." And I'm like, "Bro, pour the glasses. I'll this, drink it right now." This is before you went on stage. Before I went <laughs> on stage, that's a huge mistake. So we oh, we chopped it down to half a gallon of milk. <laughs> Let's just say I won the milk contest, but I lost the milk contest. If you know what I mean, okay. <laughs> Did, did you lose on stage? Dude, it was the roughest show of my life. Backstage, first of all, backstage, I was curled up in a ball, like dying, dude. Oh, dying, yeah. dying, dying. Had to go on stage, and I was... Dude, it was like 50-50 whether I'm going to make it. Oh, man. And I made it, but oh, it was rough. And from that day until now, I haven't had milk since. Okay. <laughs> So thanks, boys to thanks, men. Thanks, boys to men. Thank you for the milk that you've <laughs> ruined my life with. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Two. Let's see. What's my second one? Two. I'm really into skateboarding. I wish I was better at skateboarding, but I my life doesn't allow me to do it anymore because I broke my ankle 14 years ago and I can't even ollie anymore. But I was never really good at it. So that's that. But you I know still what? me either. Yeah. I'm still into the culture and the style of dress and all that stuff. And so I'm a big fan of skateboarding stuff. Uh, and what's my third one? What's my third one? Um, I really think the girl next door is super hot <laughs> at this, at our studio. The girl who works next door is freaking drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> I'm married. I'm married 14 you, years. You can't creep on her out the window know, anymore all with blacked where, out. where we're set up today. I always see her walk out and I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy, she's so hot. <laughs> she doesn't even know that. She doesn't even know we exist, which is good. I'm married, man. I, you know, but I can call a woman attractive when I see her. I'm gonna slip her a note and yeah. tell her to listen to our show. I'm sure she would like me. Man. She's gonna be so grossed out. You, she's already mad about us making noise. Start passing letters. Have you heard of the drum, the drummer grade? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like country music? You know, you know Jake Summers. <laughs> We don't go that far. <laughs> I need help, man. I need help getting through this. No, I don't need any help. My wife is very attractive, more attractive than her. Let me just set the record straight. She's just a very attractive woman. There you go. Yeah, we feel. Oh, man. Jake, thanks for coming on the Drum Brigade podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. Coming, coming in right before you leave on tour, go to Jake's website. So, okay, to follow you, Jake Summer 7 on instagram right yeah summers with an yeah. o summers with an o yeah uh your website is the same right is it just jakesummers.com uh, jakesummersdrums.com drums.com okay you can and, see all of your all tour dates what yeah. gear i play all that stuff exactly um <laughs> all the stuff all the information that you need to you you just look up your website and then you can also yeah. you know follow on instagram all that stuff if you want free tickets just hit up jake he'll give them to you <laughs> just, yeah. just i mean they they can definitely they can email me from my website or you know you know 
message me on Instagram about lessons and stuff like that yeah, if they want. So. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. please don't hit me up for free. No, no, no. Don't do that. If you want an autographed, <laughs> autographed picture of Luke Holmes, though, he'll give you that for sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm putting you on the spot, man. I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you, want, if you want an autographed drumstick, that's a little easier. Okay. Yeah. Or drum pad. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit easier. But now you're going to just have just a flood of people just hitting you up, man. So, no. You know, no. I have so many extra drumsticks in my house. It's insane. Oh, man. Start they're eBaying like, those mugs They're off. just sitting, sitting on the floor. And then I have a ton on the road. And then uh, yeah. Promark just made me, uh, you know, the stick I use with my signature on it, which is really cool of them. And now I have like 72 pairs of those. Wait, we got to. We got to. <laughs> oh, you can't hear it because the music's down. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. Signature stick. Now back to the music. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for, you know, oh, being a part of the Drum Brigade me. podcast and um, li- like dealing with our shenanigans, me cracking jokes. And, hey, yeah, it's I cool. love it. I thought it was great. <laughs> awesome, yeah. man. We'll have to have you on again, maybe catch up after your tour and uh, be safe out there. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I'm so down. Awesome. All right, man. Talk yeah. to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me once again. Drop, 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 Jake's my boy! You like Jake? <laughs> Jake's my boy! <laughs> dude, Jake Summers, man. What a straight-up dope guy, dude. Solid dude. Solid, down-to-earth. This dude, first of all, is a great drummer. Mm-hmm. Second of all, is playing the biggest stages in the world. Yeah. And just coming on the Drum Brigade podcast, just shooting the stuff. <laughs> what a dope. Yeah, man. Thanks, Jake, for coming on, dude. Jake is my boy Jake's now, my dude. boy. Jake's, now, yeah. Jake's your boy now. <laughs> uh, that was cool, man. Cool cool hang, cool interview. Just like exactly like what we like, dude. Just a drummer, a top-level drummer just coming on and hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool though to have somebody on in a different like in a different circle than we're used to, you know, like somebody that's playing at the top level in the country world isn't necessarily somebody who we've had on our show before. No, it's yeah. still it's it, drumming, the drumming community crosses boundaries, Phil. We yeah. can have a gospel dude on and then we can have a jazz dude on and then we can have a teacher dude on and then we can have a country dude on and then I can just keep going. Or do that. Or do, we can have dudettes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all just drummers. <clears throat> we're all just drummers. Just trying Hit, to be as good as Buddy Rich. Hitting things with sticks. <laughs> yeah. Just bopping away. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks to Jake uh, for coming on board with us and um, being a part of the Drum Brigade podcast today. Episode 71. Good times. Good times. Good times. Hope he has a great tour. And um, yeah. Living the dream. Right, Phil? Yeah. Anyways, Phil, what's going on with you? We didn't really like fully catch up. We just talked about our Aquarian drumhead trip, or yeah, our Aquarian drumhead trip um, mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. I really want to post that episode because there are gems in there, but there is some like nonsense. Got to edit out the riff. Yeah, yeah, I got to do that probably today. I am determined to go to the gym today. I feel sick. I feel like a dirty dog. Go get swole. But I'm gonna. I have to. I gotta go home and eat. I gotta I, right now. I gotta go home and eat. Then I got a lesson, gym. I expect 
your pecs to be twice as large next week. Well, I could get implants. Huge pecs. <laughs> it doesn't happen that fast, Phil, but... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it does. All right. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. All right. This week, what's going on? So, okay, last week, I had a lot of things going on mm-hmm. over the weekend. Made a Puerto Rican food feast for oh, my wife's family. I saw that picture. First time doing that. Looked good. Like, I've cooked before. Remember, like, I used to live at a home care with my wife, and I used to have to cook for them. Yeah. I would make them stuff, like fried chicken and stuff. So I definitely know how to cook, but I'm not, like, a chef. Mm-hmm. I went in, Phil. I went in. All in. Yeah. I mean, stuff I've never made before. I made Cuban black beans. I made this stuff called rice and gandules. It's like rice and pigeon peas. It's like a traditional pigeon peas. Yeah, I know. No one What's knows what that? those are. They're just they're like beans. Okay. Um, Spanish. It sounds better in Spanish. They're called gandules. That does sound better. Arroz con gan- gandules. Pigeon peas just sounds gross. So good, dude. Yeah? Vegan too. I made it vegan. When are you gonna make that for me? I can make it. I could make it. It's not hard to make either. Um. And then you're supposed to make it with like chicken broth and you're supposed to put pork or chicken in it. No, 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 no. Made mine vegan. And it was bomb. Yeah. Holy moly. Did you use mushroom broth or something? Yes, I did. Better than bouillon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So that was bomb. I made, um, so I made this stuff called sofrito chicken. Ooh. And I didn't eat the chicken, but my wife did and her brother and her family and they this was what's weird. Okay. I'm not trying to brag about my chef skills, but my grandpa was an excellent chef. My grandpa is full on from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And he was an incredible Puerto Rican chef. And we'd go to his house every Sunday and eat family dinner. And so my grandpa would be in there listening to the dopest music ever. No shirt on. My grandpa was pretty overweight. (laughs) No shirt kind of wasted drunk by the time we were eating he was hammered <laughs> listening to the dopest like new york new yorkian like puerto rican salsa ever nice. okay um so i kind of lived the dream i didn't go shirtless but i was drinking beers playing some super dope like larry harlow and like dope like puerto rican style salsa dealing with the moron in my kitchen but i'm not going to go there <laughs> It's not my kitchen, but the the guy that let me just go there for a second. Dang it! I'm not going to hit the soapbox button, okay. but it's just the shenanigans just continue to grow. So this guy can't deal with not getting attention, like I've mentioned, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is a fellow who lives in the same yeah, building as you, yeah, and you guys have to share, share a the kitchen. same kitchen space. Yes. That's yeah. the way my place is set up. Yeah. So we share the kitchen space is a community space, but our apartment is separate. He has a trailer on the property, so he doesn't even really, he's not even really connected to the stupid kitchen. Anyways, long story short, he, he's putting two and two together that we've been in the kitchen for a while and we are having people over. So then he's like, Oh, well I'm going to get in that mix. So then he starts like, starts cooking when you know you know he he probably wouldn't be cooking that day if we weren't in there yeah and he's just all up in our biz dude like we're we're trying to we're trying to use the burners we're try, we got the like counter space all taken up it's our day dude we've never done this it's our day to c- 
cook a feast for our family. And he's in there putting a giant pot on the, like a giant pressure cooker pot on the stove and, you know, and then he's cooking food now for the neighbors upstairs. And, you know, it's like, he can't just let us have our day. It's, it's like, oh, I'm going to cook food for everybody too. You know, it's, it's that kind of crap that I'm like, bro, seriously, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to the store the, on Friday to, or on thir- Thursday or Friday, Saturday, we went to the store to buy uh, all of our ingredients. And no, this was Thursday. We buy our, a bunch of groceries for our stuff. We bring it in bags in on the counter. He's in the kitchen. He's like looking at what we're, what we bought, put all my stuff away. I come back in the kitchen to make myself lunch. He's coming in from Costco with bags of groceries. Mm. It's like, you do it. I do it. I told you the story about the, the Prius. Mm-hmm. I told you that story, right? Yeah. When my wife was going to buy a Prius and he overheard us and then comes home with a Prius. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife didn't get a Prius, but that Dumbo did. Anyways, that's the kind of shenanigans we got to deal with. Dude, I would give anything to have my own kitchen, my own place. But anyways, cook the feast for my family and... It was so good, dude. It looked good. I didn't eat the chicken, but I, want some I made those, vegan chicken. I want some of those pigeon peas. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. <laughs> and uh, we made, dude, made fried bananas, like the plantains. Oh. Um, How yeah. did, okay. Because I've been like thinking I want to try making some plantains. Yeah. Because I was telling my son Felix about, because he was like, what's up with those bananas at the store? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I should make those sometime. Yeah. What's the best way to cook them? Okay. My sweet plantains did not come out that good. Okay. But I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So there's two different kinds that you make Puerto Rican style. One is called tostones. Those are like um, salty uh, and they're like smushed down salty ones. And then the other ones, I don't remember what they're called in Spanish, but they're just the sweet plantains. That's the one that every culture makes like Asian cultures, make them Jamaicans make them. Okay. Um, so they're one thing I thought they were just bananas fried, yeah. but they are not. They're yeah. plantains. If you want to make the sweet ones, you have to get like seeping ripe plantains. Like they look like they're rotten. Okay. So like brown. They're spots brown. Over. Like they're almost they're Like if you open it up, it's a soggy banana. Okay. You want as sweet as you could possibly. I mean, as like, cause when they're not ripe, all the sugars haven't come through yet. So yeah. when they're ripe, all the sugars come through. Yeah. So if you want to make the salty ones, you use the green as can be, like hard as a rock green ones. Okay. And then you fry those. You How? cut them up in like like two inch little chunks, and then you fry those like rounds. Um. Yeah. Like yeah. You just chop it up in like two or three inches, like little like things like that big. Okay. Fry those mugs in oil. Then you Ooh. take them out, smash them, fry them again, then what? put salt on them. Bomb. So that's how, like, have you ever had plantain chips? So, I mean, you, like, deep fry them in oil, or you mean just pan fry them in oil? No, deep, like, deep fry them. I don't have a deep fryer. Well, you don't need them. Just put, like, oil in a pan, and then they should be, like, halfway covered. Okay. And then you flip them over, make them, make them like, a little bit brown, smash them, put them back in there. No, so you're making a, a thing. Oh, like, yeah. you're holding a plate or something with yes. your two hands, smashing. You can do it, like, you do? I use two cutting boards. Okay. And I just put put it on the cutting board, smash it, put it aside, smash it, put it aside, then put all those mugs back in the oil. They taste like plantain chips. So good. You put some salt on those mugs. Oh, mm. man. Those I have dialed. Those are really, really good. 
But then the plantains, like the sweet ones, I put in the fryer, and they, they the plantains weren't ripe enough is the problem. Okay. So they weren't really sweet. But then I fried them again yesterday for leftovers, Okay. and then they tasted more like the sweet plantains. So you just – it's kind of this similar move, like with the smashing and uh, the double no, frying? Or? No, you just – you chop those – you chop the regular plantains up, like kind of like at an angle. Like, you know, the banana's curved, and then you, like, you chop them, like, at an angle. And then you just throw those mugs in the fryer, let them, let them fry for a while and okay. then take them out and they're good. They're good to go. Mm. I'm there. I might be missing a step. Like I'm not an expert at Puerto Rican cuisine. I'm an expert at eating Puerto Rican cuisine. Okay. But like <laughs> those, those platanos didn't come out good. Platanos? They're pl- plantains. I did not realize. <laughs> you realize people don't realize I am actually Puerto Rican, but like I don't actually speak fluent Spanish, but like I know what some of the dishes are from my grandpa cooking them all the time. No, that sounds good. I'm really hungry now. I know, me too. I'm mad at you. And it was so bomb though. It was <sighs> so bomb. Oh my goodness. So the thing that was funny about this whole thing is my my in laws and my brother in law at the end of the night, first of all, they're eating it. There's not a word being spoken. They're just like, Oh my goodness, this is good. And they're eating. And at the end of the night, they're like, uh, you guys got any bowls? I want to take some of that home. And I'm like, really? You want to take my food home that I cooked? It's like a good feeling, you know? Yeah. And then like my brother-in-law texts me yesterday. He's like, honestly, bro, you got to show me how to make this chicken, man. And I'm like, I didn't even taste the chicken because I don't, I'm not going to eat chicken. Yeah. I just know what's kind of going to taste good. And baked that mug and it was bomb according to my wife and um but i sent i sent a plate home to my grandma she never texted me so apparently i probably didn't make it right great (laughs) failed your grandma yeah um anyways it was it was really fun it was really good it was dude cooking is tiring Mm -hmm. i was exhausted from making those dishes sounds like a pretty intense yeah. Cooking session. I was stressed out. There was moments where I was like yelling at my wife. Like really? I was stressed <laughs> the heck out. She used one of my green peppers and I told her not to. And I'm like, like you're on iron chef. Yeah. She's like, well, you can just use the chopped up ones. I'm like, it's not part of the recipe. I was like freaking out. I'm just going to go to the store. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the store. She's like, babe. And I'm like, don't babe me. Like, I'm- <laughs> oh, oh man. It was a I've, nightmare. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a fly out this weekend, man. What? Where are you going? I actually don't know. San Jose or something? Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done a fly out in a little while, so I'm excited. Day in a life. That's I got cool. I have like two or three videos that I have to edit. Like I'm making myself edit before I go on this trip. Nice. Because I'm going to do another day in a life, obviously. <sighs> I, I got, got some, a bunch of drum videos to, to edit. Yeah. Editing, the, dude, the filming is so much fun. The editing, I'm like, oh, oh, I wish I could get, just hire somebody to edit. Dude, we need like, I need like, let's say just like $10,000 $10, a month. <laughs> okay. Cause I need to hire a bunch of people. <laughs> like, I want people to edit. I want people, I want a sales team to get us sponsors. I want a social media marketing managing department, not even a person. I want a department. Mm. Uh, Maybe a film crew to follow me around. Sounds like you need need a a personal trainer. Sounds like you need a business loan. I need a doctor to help me stop (laughs) being sick. No, but a business loan will give you like $10,000. I need that like every month. Oh, yeah. Maybe every week. I don't know. We got to step up our game, Phil. We ain't getting no Lambos at this rate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Phil? What did you do? 
I had a pleasant week. Um, my wife got stranded at a gig. What? Yeah, she was like playing at a country club. The car got stolen? And the car just died. Oh, boy. Wouldn't work, wouldn't turn on. I went over there, brought some jumper cables. Still wouldn't work. Oh, no. So then I got out all my buff muscles, (laughs) and I pushed that car into a parking spot. I thought you were going to say all the way home. No, no. With the kids in it and your family. Uh -uh. I pushed. We just left it there and then uh, bought a battery that night. Came back in the morning, replaced the battery. Works like a charm. Really? Yeah. Then Wasn't I, the alternator? Nope. Well, Are you I, sure? I read some stuff, and it was okay. it, all point all all accounts of a similar happening pointed to it was the battery, dude. Uh, and it was because it works fine now. You are MacGyver. You but will make did. something happen out of nothing. And we um, came and yeah, it worked out because I had a, I had a we both needed a car that day, so Dang. we got up, dropped the kids off, went replaced the battery. Then I went and did a whole day of demo shooting for a drum company, and then uh, it all worked out. Dude. And then I played that cool wedding where they gave me cookies with my drums on them. It was super fun. Cookie. C- drum cookies. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, it was good. Say what you will about playing in arenas and all that stuff. I just want a cookie with my drum set on. And I saved the cookie, the drum cookie for my kids. Uh, I, we split it in half, <laughs> and each of my kids ate half my drum nice. set. Nice. That's cool. Um, that was pretty much it. This week is Felix's birthday. Wow, one year? He's going to be six. Oh, Felix. Felix. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, dang it, Phil. There we go. Yay. Felix is going to be six? I know, right? He's in first grade? He's in kindergarten. He's going to be in first grade. Yeah, next year. Dang. And then Milo is one or two? He's one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Still yeah, sick? That... Are either of them sick at this moment? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, they're just chilling. Um, you haven't made it, Phil, until you have a drum set cookie. I've had a drum set cookie, which might be the 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 title of this show: drum set cookies. You haven't made it until you have a drum set cookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, all right. I'm gonna quickly do this very quickly. Oh, so are you feeling soapy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. I'll be quick, Phil. We got to wrap this thing up. Quickie. Yeah, I got a lesson coming in. I got to eat lunch. At this rate, I'm not going to eat anything. Plantanos. Platanos. Platanos. <laughs> I got some of that left over at home. Damn. Yeah, none of the chickens left, so it's all vegan. Now you owe me platanos and kombucha. I know. And, and a, a revolution freaking shirt. revolution shirt. Dang it. Uh, this soapbox... <laughs> Is also brought to you by the Drum Brigade. We, I love that we bring ourselves the Drum We, we the Drum Brigade bring ourselves the soapbox. We're sponsoring our own show. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, gig with Lily, playing at none other than Eddie V's. Eddie V's, La Jolla, La Jolla. That's where all the shenanigans happen. Huh? Always. I realized that because I subbed that one at the other location and it's kind of like cut off you yeah. can't get to the drums. i don't even take my symbols off there they just stay but la jolla is like people can straight up walk up and yes hit their calamari fingers all over your symbols. oh yes oh yes it hasn't been a problem lately even no? the people that i'm like oh these are the type of people that want to touch my symbols don't they just look at me and smile and i'm like hey, have a good day <laughs> all right not today not not the day that i'm talking about what happened there's this guy in there 
Okay, there's a regular there's a regular lady, very attractive woman. We always tell James, James, you should try to hook it up, but I don't think she's interested. She acts like she's interested. She's very flirty. Okay. This is soapbox isn't about her. She's okay. just there. She comes up, gives us a hug. You guys are great. Good to see you guys. There's a bozo at the bar. Like a younger guy, maybe maybe in his 30s, hammered. Sweet. Wearing shorts like this. Okay, let me try to describe him. Wearing shorts, kind of like a button-up shirt. Like um, He's just very loud, obnoxious. Like Yacht Club style? No, he's not. Not really. He's more like um, He's kind of looks a little out of place. Oh, okay. He's not like a bum or anything. He has money, whatever, but he's just he's just very obnoxious and loud. And yeah, so she's like, "Oh my gosh, this guy!" And I'm like, "What's up with this guy?" She's like, "He's like totally hammered, and he's telling me, oh, we got to get this party started. This place is too quiet.' He's like, well, "I'm going to see you out on the dance floor. First of all, what dance floor? <laughs> there is no dance floor. This is a restaurant gig. Yeah, there's a space between you and the tables. Yeah." <laughs> I'll, I'm going to see you out on the dance floor. Okay. She's like, what club are you talking about? Cause this is like, yeah. Anyways, she's like, he's hammered. He's been going up to everybody and talking to everybody. And I'm like, Oh boy, this is the perfect guy. This is a perfect storm of guys that get me on a soapbox. Mm-hmm. So we come back from break. We're ready to start. And he, Oh, the band, Oh, the band, the band, the band. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, play this song. Hey, play this song right now. Play this song. Trust me. This song is going to be great. Trust me, play this one, play this one. I'm like already like, oh boy. If first of all, if you're saying play this one, play this one, you better be putting some money in that tip jar. Don't say that without throwing a tip in. Yeah. If you don't have a tip, shut your stinking mouth. Yeah. Okay. Comes up to Lily, p- putting her his phone in her face. Play this song. Play it. Ew. I'm like, so Lily's very nice. She's like, okay. She plays the song. Granted, this dude was throwing in money. He was throwing in money. Runs out of money. He's like, I don't have money. What's your Venmo? She's like, I mean, you can, yeah, you can Venmo me or you can just go get cash. And then she's like really quick with it, you know? So he walks out, goes and gets, goes and gets cash, whatever. He's going to, dude, there's people, I'm trying to describe what this guy's doing. It's hard to describe. You had to be there, but people are having their nice, elegant dinner. And yeah. like in an expensive restaurant and they're having their cocktails and it's very quiet and we're playing. They're watching us play. This dude is all up in every table in the lounge, all up in their face. Yeah, you guys having a good night? Oh, man, this is like the party. Yeah, bro. I'm going to see you on the table. Yeah. Oh, wait till they play this song. Wait till they play this song. You're gonna, you guys are going to definitely be up dancing when they play this song. Oh, man. Like you can hear him talking over us playing. Ugh. Yeah. Just driving everybody crazy oh like laughing yeah okay comes over the drums he's kind of falling stumbling into the drums floor tom getting knocked over into my leg Mm. he's like what are you guys doing you need to keep playing keep playing i'm like i'm texting somebody looks at my text what are you doing over there who are you texting oh you're on amazon okay i'm like bro you're up in my space bro you need to back up (laughs) you need to back up he's like yeah, man, come on, keep playing. Don't let the party die. Keep playing. Come on. Don't stop. And I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to start swinging. This guy so, should be at the tin roof, not oh there. Oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> then the, the, the manager walks by right when he walks down the stairs. And I said, hey. I said, come here. And he's like, I know. I'm keeping an eye on him. And I'm like, bro, he's all up in our space. He's driving us nuts. 
And he's like, I know, I know. So comes back in everybody's face. Now he has a teammate, Uh-oh. another guy. This guy is like six foot seven, six foot eight, total beefcake, like muscle man. Sweet. Young guy. Looks like he's probably 27 years old. I didn't even mention that the other bozo walks up to Lily and goes, before we start playing from break, he goes, hey, just so you know, if you're good, I'm a talent scout. I'll take you to the top. <laughs> I love that one. If you're starting with that, I doubt that you are what you say. Yeah. I'm a talent. If you're good. I'll take you to the top. I'll take you to the top. Pl- to the top. Play this song. And then that way I can know. <laughs> Lily's like, okay, buddy. Okay. Long story short. His boy, now he's made friends with another guy. They don't know each other. And then they team up with the two drunkest girls in there that are also, those women are the type that get faded. And what do they do? They come directly to my ride symbol and start trying to touch it. I don't know how these ladies didn't do it, but they, they were leaning all, leaning all over the piano. Like they're the, oh my God, you guys are so effing good. Oh my God. You guys are like so effing good. I love that. Like they, these people are just like in love with you guys. Yeah. They are so stoked on you <laughs> and you like hate I them can so much. Stab them, dude. I can't handle it. I'm just like, gosh, just leave us alone. <laughs> they throwing, want to talk to you. They're filling up your tip jar. Uh, yeah. They're all about you guys. And you're like, F these people. No. Go dude, it's not. It's because it's a type, dude. It's a type. There's a type of person. You, dude. Okay. No, I get it's it. It's the I entitlement. It. It's the, if you're good, I'm going to take you to the top. I have money. I'm going to show you. And they keep putting money. I get it. It's like, get out of they it. feel like because they, they have all this money. Yeah, they they can behave in any manner. Okay, at at, at a a swanky seafood restaurant yes. in La Jolla. Yeah, this is not a nightclub. No, but because they have money, they're going to turn it into a, a nightclub. Yeah. Okay. Enter six foot eight douchebag, muscle man. <laughs> this guy's like, we want Redbone. Play Redbone. They're, every song we play their song, they both both the douchebags come up with their phones. Play this song next. Oh, my God. And Lily's like, and so finally, I'm like, yo, we're not iPods, dude. I'm like, just make a, just make a playlist. On your Spotify, you can hear every song you want, dude. <laughs> I'm like, but we, you know, you've, you give, have you ever stopped to think that a restaurant that's serving, it's an elegant, swanky restaurant that's serving seafood, it's labeled as a jazz club. And you're coming up, and you're asking for freaking Redbone, and you're asking for all these hip-hop songs, and you're asking for pop songs. Have you ever stopped to think that maybe everybody else in the restaurant doesn't want to hear your stupid playlist? Yeah. Have you ever stopped to think about that? That's what I'm talking about. I don't care how much money you have. You are so self-centered that you think that you are going to bring the party, and you're going to order the band around and tell them what to play, and everybody else in the restaurant is going to love it. Mm-hmm. I cannot handle that. Yeah. This guy, we start playing Grant His Wish because he gets everything that he wants. Played some Redbone. Played some Redbone. <laughs> Play the song. The song Redbone. Okay. Lily starts singing it. The guy gets off his from his table, walks over to Lily, standing behind her. And he's kind of like, you know when, when like girls would play double dutch and you have to like wait your turn, wait for the, the, the ropes to line up right, uh-huh. and then you can jump in? He's doing that maneuver. Like he's like hesitating, like kind of, 
Okay. Inching his way, but like then he'll take a step back, then inching, and then she gets to the course. Boom, he jumps in, <laughs> jumps in, moves her head out of the way with no. his head, and then starts trying to sing no. the chorus for her. Oh. She mistakes that for him trying to jump in and kiss her, oh. and she like backs away like, Ew, what, 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 like, and then he starts singing, and then, b- dude, instantaneously, we stop, and she's like, uh, nah, bruh, <laughs> and he's just like, Embar- now he's embarrassed, so now he's upset. He's like, "This is my moment. This was jump in, dude. I'm gonna jump in with the banner. It was gonna be blown yeah. away. So now we went from being iPods <laughs> to now we're just a karaoke band. Oh, uh, you anyone can just jump in when they want. Just jump in on this mic. Coronavirus aside, just who cares God. about that? Just jump in and sing in my mic. I love it. It's like the needle came off the record. You guys just stopped. Stopped. <laughs> and dude, I'm ready to like. I'm like Lily. Break time. <laughs> like we just got back from break i'm like break time and she's just like she so she handled it really well a lot different than i would i would have been like we're done we're done symbols off i'm walking downstairs give these guys a break make them let them get all mad and be like we're out of here and then we can start again yeah but no so lily go we finish the song he walks back like a dog with his tail between his legs sits back down <laughs> with these girls he's trying to hook up with the oh my god you're so effing great those girls they're like hollering at um, sits down with them and they're like, what happened? And he's like, apparently you're not allowed to sing in the mic. And like, man, like <laughs> y- you think? <laughs> and so we finished the song. Lily's like, Hey guys, sorry about that. She's like, I just, you know, I don't really let people sing in my mic if it's not like prearranged, you know, and sorry guys, guys, I don't really know you. I don't know if you can sing. I don't know. You know, so she's like really friendly about it. Yeah. You're responsible for entertaining the whole we got place. hired to do this yeah. we're getting paid to do this it's not a karaoke this, bar the, yeah and we've gotten talked to about letting people sit in dude yeah we, we're, we're not we're not really allowed to do it this guy is so butthurt he comes up to lily while we're playing the next song puts his card on her piano and said hey i just want to let you know just in case you don't know if you don't think i'm actually a singer here's my card look me up oh and then walks away oh and lily's like cool got it like i wish she would have just like taken the card and cleaned her teeth with it and then threw it in the trash (laughs) (laughs) and then like took it upon himself to come up again on the next break and be like yeah just so you know i am actually a real singer and he's like and i know how to sing that song he's like there's my card just look me up you'll you'll know for yourself find out for yourself meanwhile other guy if you're good i'll take you the top i'm a talent scout (laughs) bro then the girls Come over. Can you play that song? Oh my god, you guys are literally like so effing good. Bro, I'm like, can somebody please can somebody just push me down the stairs, oh, dude? Oh man. I hope I die. I can't You know, it's stories like this make me really appreciate being a drummer. <laughs> because we rarely have to deal with this kind of dude. stuff. But like lead singers pretty much always all the time they're the front lines they have to deal with those people every gig i can't even i can't even tell you what i would do if somebody tried to push me off of my stool off of my throne and play the drums like i would be like i would start swinging like i would be like furious and this happens all the time this happens all the time where they have to be like uh excuse me no don't like 
I can't believe it. I love it. So, yeah, and then they just they left. They like they, but they I thought they were all together. They're all sitting at the same table and they're just ordering drinks after drinks after they're already hammered. The girls were stumbling. So good. And they just like the guys, one guy leaves, the next guy leaves, then the girls leave. And I took video of them like leaning on the piano, watching Lily play. It's not a very big piano. Leaning no. on the piano, watching Lily play this song that they requested. And they're just like, lo- they're loving it. I can't be mad at them for loving it. They didn't touch my cymbals and they didn't talk to me. So that's great. Yeah. But it, they're still annoying, like self entitled people. Uh-huh. Beat it. Beat it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Gosh. Sick of these people, man. Dude, another guy, same place. I don't even want to get into that soapbox, but it's it's these people just come into this place, man, and they just... They just act like... It's the same situation. It's the same situation. This lady that always comes to our gigs, or or that gig, she comes in, she's super entitled. Uh, You know what? Sorry, Phil. I know you gotta go. I gotta go too. I gotta go too. I got a lesson coming in 35 right minutes. Now. All right. Same guy. Same situation. Same scenario. This lady comes in. First thing she says when Marcel moves, she sees Lily. Lily's great. She comes in. She goes, Where's Marcel? Like, Lily is standing right next to us. Yeah. Lily's like, Hey, how you doing? I'm Lily. I'm, I'm, and she's like, Like, basically pushes her face away and is what? like, Where's Marcel? Ugh. She doesn't do that, but like, she might as well have. Verbally, she's doing that. Where's Marcel? And we're like, he moved to Vegas. When is he going to be back? <laughs> James is like looking at his phone to like kind of go, well, I mean, he's going to pop in every now and then, but he moved to Vegas. He's not coming back. Yeah. And she's just like, I want Marcel back. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm glad that you moved to Vegas. Yeah, then. moved to Vegas. You can see him all you want. <laughs> she comes in. She doesn't drink any alcohol. She just drinks her iced tea. She films us like playing. And then she's playing back what she just filmed of us playing while we're playing. <laughs> and it's like, it's how rude can you be? <laughs> Obnoxious and rude. She never tips. She just eats her sliders or her crab cake or whatever, then dips out. Nice. And hassles us about where's Marcel. Now she's taken a liking to the new guy, Bert. And so she's there almost every Sunday to see Bert. Well, oh. she brings her, her boy in, her like boyfriend or her husband, Dude, if you think she's obnoxious, this guy is the most obnoxious guy ever. Even more than the douchebag that was like, I'm a talent scout. I can take you to the top. This guy is absolutely out of his mind obnoxious. Nice. He's in there. He's he's doing the same thing. He's going to every person in the bar, in the club, whatever, getting in their face. He's getting fresh with other women. He makes friends with this other douchebag, this old man that's married to like this hot young like looks like his daughter asian girl and they're it's a mess dude it's a mess they're up dancing they're knocking into people they're, the waiters can't get by they're yelling at the band we're hey thank you guys we'll be right back we're gonna take a short break no you're not allowed to go on break Te- don't take a break keep playing like doing stuff like that sweet and i'm just like you guys are ruining the moment for every single person in this establishment why do you think that everybody wants to hear you hooting and hollering in a nice swanky place? Well, don't you know they you're just a character in their universe. Yeah, exactly. 
Dude, seriously? <laughs> it's Go theirs. Tin Roof. We're just spectators in their universe. What's the country bar where you can ride the bull in downtown? Oh, Moonshine Flats. Go to Moonshine yeah. Flats. Go to the field. Go to go to Tin Roof. Go to those places. You can spend as much money as you want there, too. You know, and there's bands there that you can yell at and hoot and holler about. Do your thing there. Go to a sports bar, dude. Yeah. I can't stand these people. Just stay home or go just... Leave me, leave me alone. Gosh. I ain't trying to hear that right now. All right, now. on that note, we're going to wrap up the show. Now that I'm in a freaking bad mood, Phil. <laughs> Dang it. All right, let me take a deep breath. Count to 10, 1, 2, 3. Ah, good. I'm good. Ah, oh, man. Feel better? Feel so much better. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. I had to get it off my chest. That was quick. That was a quick. That was, that, pretty that quick was going to yeah. be my whole soapbox today. I had to, like, condense it down. We're going to wrap this thing up. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, Funky Phil. Thanks to Jake, my boy, Jake Summers. You like Jake? J- Jake's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks to Jake for coming on. Um, thanks to Revolution Drum yes. for coming on as our show sponsor. Uh, if you guys want to get a discount, use the code drum brigade 15 at checkout save yourself 15 percent on their already affordable products and quality quality yeah um simple fasteners they're key dude they're key you just go get their key dude trust me i need the firefly that firefly is so much better than any key out there and like you can save 15 percent on it where are the even the true tones the true tones are awesome too i have two of those two two cases of those on me every single gig yeah just do yourself a favor and just at least buy like one of their things just to check it out i'm telling you guys we wouldn't tell you if it wasn't dope all right save 15 percent too drum brigade 15 revo drum.com um thanks again to jake for coming on that was a really great interview it's a good episode this is a long episode we had a lot to get off our chest Solid. Yeah, we're still working on the Aquarian one. I'm still working on it myself. Yeah, as Jeff Endike says, and uh, we're going to get it out to you guys probably this week. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, that's it. Episode 71, Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, boy. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.